I was gonna burp. You know when you I know you I was burp. Saw. Yeah, I, I was, was waiting make, for it. Uh, I was like, it's gonna be gross and yeah. You were getting close too. You were like <laughs> lips to the mic, like ready to. You're gonna hear like the air come in, like the. Yeah, like I was, I was gonna be a good one, but then I was like, "Does this serve the purpose?" Because this is maybe an important episode, maybe not an important episode. It this depends our, how how much of a fan you are. This is our last episode of 2021. So it is an important episode. This is important. Um, and a weird episode because we're coming out of a time for comic book comic book movies, specifically MCU. Where we thought they could do no wrong. They had maybe maybe an impeccable resume. And everyone's like, this is how, right? Especially you and I growing up, not even thinking that we were going to get comic book cartoons that were like good, but like comic book movies. So like I was like just celebrating the fact that the nine-year-old self of me is just like beaming with like oh my gosh like all these playing cards and comic books that i i've collected for so so many years are now alive and on the screen and when it's good it's chills Mm -hmm. when it's not back at it again like we never left coke and dank dank and coke we are d lethal weapons i thought for a second you were gonna forget to do this (laughs) As I was just like looking at you, I was like, is he coming? Is he coming? Am I going to get to say, hey, Dank? Yeah, I, I, I didn't know if I was going to answer that or give us a buy a new nicknames. D, Lethal Protectors. Hey, Coke. I want to tell you about a woman who eats plants. You've probably never heard of her before. You said Herb, right? You probably never heard that. You probably never heard of her. You probably never heard of her before. Ah. Mm. So that was Herb. Herbivore. I'm trying to make the connection. Because I've never seen a movie like this before. Oh. Oh, man. Oh, man. You know, I've noticed in this podcast is that when I laugh really hard, I start to cough. I don't know why that is. I've never had that. You're just so exuberant with the, the amount of humor that we're giving each other I've, I've never had that before it's like it's almost like i don't know it's almost like a smoker's cough off a lot but i've never smoked so i don't like, i don't know it's do you want to say your catchphrase now was he gonna get me killed well no i hope not <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say you're getting too old for this shit i'm getting too old for this shit the laughs are turning it <sighs> over there i just start laughing and then it's then i start hacking better than uh not burping when you when you want to burp and then 
I was just afraid I was going to like, you know, you, like you get acid reflux and like. Oh, acid the, reflux. Yeah. Do the, tell the, the wrong thing comes up. Like yeah. leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, every time I leave your voice, you're like, why are you so gassy? I was like, hey, you know me for how long you're asking me this. Yeah. People think we're just talking about bodily functions, but no, this is literally the best segue to talk about the first film on our well, docket. What we're going to do, we haven't even told what we're going to do. We're just, it's in the title. We're going to wrap up all the 20, 20 long movies. They don't, they don't read Marvel the movies. readdown before they push play. They just go straight in. I mean, you give them the nice blur. I don't, do but, you read them? I don't read descriptions. I read them after fact, yeah. After. So I, I, I write them. I write ours most of the time, and I just leave them short. And sweet, which were none of these movies. None of them were under two hours. <laughs> Not one. That's very true. Every director had something to say and had to say it wholeheartedly. So they had four movies because of the pandemic and pushbacks and all this stuff. They had four this year. Black Widow, Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings, The Eternals, and Spider-Man. No way home. We're going to talk about all four of them. So this We're is going to this is, this is be meaty. This is gonna be meaty. It's gonna be thick. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be chonky. <laughs> it's gonna have some density to it. Like it'll be chonky. Let's get into you, it. We'll do it in the order that they were they were released in. So, yeah, Black buckle Black. in. New meats and soft cheeses. Be prepared to disagree with a lot of the stuff we're saying, and be prepared to agree because we've watched these again and again, and literally right off the presses to catch the most recent ones. So by the time you get it, hopefully. Um, you've seen it. If not, again, what have you been waiting for? Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, we'll get this. Look, this will come out. We're recording this just after No Him comes out, but this will drop a week or two after it's out. So, hope spoilers yeah. within. We're not holding back. We're just gonna go in. We're not even gonna ask. Oh, spoilers? No, we're just gonna get into it. So, let's do it. Number one was a uh, Black Widow. Yeah. Came out this year. Runtime two hours and fourteen minutes. Rating level PG thirteen. This is the only episode that we will tell you the rating system because things happen in these movies that don't really equate to the rating system that they've given it. However, <laughs> here we go. The director, Kate Shortland, writers, Eric Pearson, and story by Jacques Cheffier. I was hoping you say Jacques Cousteau. I wanted to. Um, just because. Ned, Ned Benson is also listed on the story by. So the top cast we have. The lovely, lovely, returning, and I guess her final reprise for the role. Yeah, she's done. Scarlett Johansson playing Natasha Romanoff. She's the so lovely Florence Pugh. Oh, she's playing so lovely. She's so lovely. <laughs> Yelena Belova. The lovely Rachel Wise playing Melinda. David Harbour playing Alexi. <laughs> You're going to say the lovely David Harbour. Too. I wanted to a little bit, but he, he hasn't earned it yet. He's got to earn some loveliness. We got Ray Winstone playing Drakeoff. Ever Anderson playing young Natasha. O.T. Fabignet playing Mason. O.T. Or Fabignet. I, probably, I butchered that. So apologies, O.T. Um, Violet McGraw playing young Yelena. William Hunt returning his role as Secretary Ross. And Olga Kurylenko, Kurylenko playing Antonia. I haven't seen oh. her in a movie in a while. And lovely... Oh, Nana Blondell playing Ingrid, which I think she was one of the widows. Mm-hmm. As was well Simona Zavoska, also as a widow. Um, first things first, how'd you like the screwed up? My people like, come first. Smells like teen spirit. I, I liked it. It was cool. Cool. Slow down, chop it up. 
Yeah. Very good. This honestly, of the four films, this had one of the best opening intros to a movie that I thought I was gonna get. That's really what I wanted. It seemed very espionagey, very much. If you watch the TV show The Americans, we're not from here, we're pretending to be here, but we can't stay here. So no later someone's gonna find out. And usually who that affects the most, the kids. Yes. So they had everything, and then it really ramps up. Like that whole intro scene is we got to get out of here now to the point that they're driving high speed to get to this little, well, not a chopper, but I'm going to get to the plane, get to the chopper. They have to get mm-hmm. to this little tiny plane to get off, uh, get out of the city, right? That chase scene's intense. He's like, you got him hanging off the wing of the plane and all this and running from the feds. But yeah, it's a glimpse of Natasha's childhood and Yelena's from Ohio to Cuba to Russia and how they get sent back to the Red Room. With the Black Widow training and all that stuff, they 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 still skip over all that, so we don't know exactly what happened in there. What happened during there? Which I don't know. I think that's a better. I, yeah, I was just gonna say, I, I I was just I was going to say that'd be cool, but I, my, the other half of me is like, no, it's good that's left a mystery because then it mm-hmm. seems it's probably worse in your head. Yeah, right. and they've they've always made Natasha. Um, the cloak and dagger type of character we never know what her backstory is but she shows up at the right time to do whatever she needs to get done right so the less about her backstory the less about knowing what budapest is well they did fill in what happened about budapest i was just gonna say that yeah they just filled it i was kind of like oh i wish you had done that because that was one of the best running jokes between the two yeah even though she even though she's dead yeah well stay tuned for our hawkeye episode down the line because yeah budapest budapest guys represent Budapest gets referenced in that as well. That'll be Hawkeye episode will be coming out a week or two after this one. So much so comic insane. book stuff that it's gonna make you puke. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. Honestly, this movie felt like two movies crammed in together and they didn't focus on the one movie that seemed the best, which was the family dynamic. How does a family of spies work? Do you th- yeah? Yeah. And they 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 give you like you said, they give you a taste of that in the beginning. And it's really cool. We could maybe we could have seen more of that, but we didn't mm-hmm. jump ahead and that, that family dynamic is fractured. The the coolest part about that was how Yelena was the youngest. She was about six at the time. Mm-hmm. It was very real to her. Yes. And it, and it was real to, to Natasha too, but she won't admit it until right. the end of the movie. And that's that the psychological damage that even being in a fake family has to, mm. to these children. Now I found that really interesting. Um, and how that carries on with the children, right? Yeah. Like you're always dealing with this traumatic pain, even before you maybe even realize what it is and what the source is. So the fact that they, t- both of these children got turned into killing machines, but still have this like longing for family and connection, but have all of this uh, neglect and like we like you 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 threw us away right like they mm-hmm. hand there's a certain scene where they hand over the kids literally to, like to somebody else and he's like it's okay you'll be fine you're just beginning to become weapons that's all <laughs> for a kid to process that heavy let yeah. alone if they ever get to process it right and lo and behold they grow up to become some of the world's best killers do you think that uh i think it was you was it you that told i can't remember but um, do you think it was it kind of waters her down, makes her less special that there was like so many black widows? Uh yes. I, that was me. That was um, you, okay. I can't remember if I read that somewhere if I heard that from you. Well, I, well, you subscribe to my literature. Yeah. yeah. 
it's not just that you like replicated the widow process and how Natasha became Natasha. It's it's you've put all of these carbon copies in the same uniform, given the same weapons, given the same sort of thing that we like Black Widow because she's such an original. She has such a unique story for her to end up with the Avengers, which is a 180 from where she started is great, right? Like that character arc in the comics is amazing, right? Because mm. she's typically hunted down. You never know what side she's playing for. She finally shows up with the Avengers. She thinks she can redeem herself. This movie undoes that so many different ways. But the fact that, to say that we have a floating base that is just a machine churning out widows undercuts all the work that ScarJo has done for the last 12 years. Mm-hmm. It sucked. It yeah. sucked. Yeah, I didn't, and it gets. That's the problem with this movie is that it gets, it, the long. It gets worse the longer it goes on. I'll just, I'll see one. The first like half an hour, I thought it was absolutely like just great, like great stuff. Like you said, espionage. Um, right up to the a, right up to the prison break. Prison break is where it kind of changes. Yeah, the prison break's yeah. fun, and then shortly after that, when they have the the family, at the at the farm. Dinner, yeah, that was the turning point for me. It's kind of like this is kind of cool, but kind of weird, and then. She's like, oh yeah, I, I told him you're here, and then it just becomes. I know it's a Marvel movie, but it becomes very much a Marvel MCU movie. Like, okay, floating thing in the sky, a whole bunch. Got to of- explode. We got to oh do God. the the big. But the weird thing is, they don't even understand what phase they're supposed to be in because this is a movie that is predated where Natasha is in current time because she's dead. This falls in right in the same time of Captain America. Winter Soldier? No, no, this is after this is after Civil War. Is it? Yeah, this is still this is like right after Civil War. Everybody's caught except for her. She's the one on the run. Still, like even with all of that in the mixer, the amount of espionage and how much she should have had to lay low in order for all of this to happen, and all of the big bads you already had on the map that you could have used, as opposed to giving us Drakov. Who terrible? Who, He's probably one of the worst villains. I think he might be the time. worst. I think he might be the worst. Uh, we'll talk about Trevor. Uh, Trevor's not even a villain, though. He's just we'll he's, talk about Trevor. He's a, he's a patsy. Okay, just in terms of you didn't need to reinvent the wheel, you didn't really need to create something new. She was already kind of embedded in something where the entire landscape was changing, and you could have just lashed onto that and done a real low key espionage. I got to stay under the radar and would have been amazing for her character specifically because she knows how to handle that. And then smarter moving forward because you could have just given us seeds of characters or villains you want to use down the line as opposed to this one-off who we get real fast. He's basically a chauvinist, the Hollywood director kind of like. Yeah, very Weinstein. This is the stand-in for it. And then we blow him up. So like, are you satisfied with that? Not really. I'm happy the bad guy died but like who cares about him yeah what was interesting about this there's moments of this film where it made it reminded me of like born identity when natasha was facing off against uh yelena in the kitchen and the the, that was great all the hand-to-hand combat and stuff like that like that stuff was good like just keep it this is the movie that should have been more grounded yeah you wanted it to be street level but they went into essentially space and a float like and this doesn't make sense to now time because somebody would have known of this floating evil man's lair that's just churning out widows and 
Right. Yeah, like, shouldn't, so shouldn't this compound have, fit? Shouldn't this compound have been underground? You would think it should have been underground, right? Like if, if these are secret agents that you activate, yeah, you're not really. And the Avengers kind of have a problem with floating islands and floating ships. Like they, yeah. they typically tangle. Yeah. But it was camouflaged in the cloud. I don't know, man. I feel like this movie would have been uh, more effective if it had come out when it was where it fits in the timeline. I feel like this movie because, would. Because oh, Natasha's not dead yet. Right. It kind of loses some gravity or gravitas when you already know that the the hero's dead. It's like okay, because because you kind of had a feeling that she could die at any moment. So this this movie might could have been her last, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're watching it um, before all the Endgame stuff. I mean, so I feel like if it had come out in the proper timeline, it would have been. A little more well regarded, even the way it is, right? Because it doesn't feel like a movie. It feels like a stepping. It feels like a sidestep. It's definitely like giving you little intro pieces to certain things, like obviously Yelena, uh, Yelena. I'm gonna probably say it wrong a couple more times, and the fact that she gets this vest and the vest, the vest and something, yeah. the superhero pose. But I also think this movie was a testing ground to see how many times they can kind of insert their heroes at different plots along the map. Because you have you now have a lot of heroes that you can't use, you're now introducing a lot of new superheroes that may not be well um, received by the audience, the the fan base that you've built for eleven years. What's what's hard for the for Marvel to say like, okay, hey, we're gonna do Captain America, nineteen ninety eight kind of thing, right? And but they did that with Captain Marvel already, and they that was that turned out great. I think because it was so far in the past, right. it was kind of cool to see Nick Fury. And Agent Coulson, like with different hairdos and stuff like that, and like the not not know it alls. This one was like in between, like a couple years where. Right. So I think it was a little bit of a tighter timeline. And I'm. You bring that up, and that strikes to me. I don't. I hope you're not you just keep doing this for your female leads because then you're saying yeah. something. Like yeah. if if you do it for a third time, like the, there's a reason why you can't include them with current day things. Like why do you keep pulling them out to set up something earlier? And this movie had so much going for it, especially when you think of the David Harbour character, Alexi, Red Guardian. Like all of that stuff was so much funnier than I was expecting it to be. And this threat of, I, I fought Captain America. You were there. No, no, I've, it's real. I, I held the shield. Like all that stuff was great. He's talking shit the whole time. He's like, <laughs> he never fought. That's, That's why it's such a great payoff. Right? Yeah. Does he, uh, did he talk about me? <laughs> That's what, and he's so self-centered. It's like, that's like, I remember the, the, the part where he's, he's with Yelena in the, in the bedroom mm-hmm. after she breaks down from the dinner. She's like, oh, which is a you. great scene too. When they're alone, that's a really, really, really good scene. scene. And then it ends on the whole, like, you just run around like you're crimson dynamo and you <laughs> get, like, and you can see in his face. He's like, I shouldn't say this. I shouldn't correct her. And I was like, but I can't help it. He's so self-centered. He couldn't help it. He's like, red guardian <laughs> get out just get <laughs> and i say that i bring up those scenes because again this is rated pg-13 there's a lot more stronger content in here there's a lot like heavier themes that i didn't think they were going to play up as much as they were going to they play it for last too there's a certain moment when um natasha and yelena are flying the chopper that rescued uh red guardian out of the prison 
And he's joking about how come we haven't started a family? And it's a throwaway line, but still, like, it hit me. I can only imagine someone that actually impacts how they had forced hysterectomies and they can't have kids anymore. They don't have periods. And the line is hit for laughs, right? It's supposed to be for laughs. But I was like, that's weird because in other movies we've watched, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, that's played as a whole arc for Natasha. She views herself as a monster because she can't have a full relationship. She can't be a mother. So the fact that they they flipped that on a switch, especially thrown back into the set, like this isn't something that happened 10 years later. This would have happened, what, four years later, five years later? It's weird. I feel like that was on purpose. I, it's almost, to, to me, it almost feels like a man wrote that. And that a woman came in and was like, no, no, we'll just just tell it like it is. Like, right. Because the whole, like you said, even Age Ultron, it was it was like a whole arc for Natasha. And maybe it shouldn't have been. They played it up hard. Like it's a it's a very um damning thing, but you could argue that it just it represents that um women aren't women unless they can have kids type thing. Whereas yep. this one, it's like, you know what? It's this is what this is what it's like. There's you know this is what happened to us, and it's like we deal with it. We're still, we're still we gotta so, move on. We're yeah. still dealing with you not being our dad. That's the kind of way I saw. It. So I was like, you know, it's he that's and then he got so uncomfortable. He's like, oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Well, once so you say period, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Turned it hey. off. Like, All right. All right. So it's now. so it's kind of, it's a weird thing to laugh at, but that's the kind of way I saw it. Was was kind of in a sense. Dude. So you're saying they were diffusing something that wasn't supposed to be serious. Yeah. Well, it was just, he's misunderstanding. It's like, we're more than just a uterus type thing. It's, yeah. Right. It's, this is what happened. And it's basically your fault, by the way, because you dropped us off here. You're not a real dad. Right. And you just dropped, you, you handed us over. No problem. Even though we were begging you not to. And this is what happened. So why don't you shut up about the uterus stuff? Cause we don't have, like, you know, it's kind of it's true. It's a fair point, but this is PG 13. And I imagine based on the Marvel yeah, landscape, that's... young, young kids are coming to see this movie. And if I was a young kid, I'd ask what's a hysterectomy. Like, what is she talking about? So you, you automatically put parents in a weird situation where they have to explain something that kids weren't really having to think about because that's, of this one hand joke. And that's, that's, that's the other side of the coin, right? That's a good, that's a very good point. Cause we, we, we both have good points. Yeah. Neither one is wrong or right. It's just, Again, this goes back to how this movie, we both agree, tonally doesn't know what it's doing. It has two movies in it, and they don't um, convert, converge, just come together, right? They don't converge at the end. I'm trying to use a big word. Or does converge come apart? No, converges together. All right, what's the, what's the reverse? They actually subverge. Yeah, there you go. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's, that's real. I, I, don't think that's, I don't think that's a thing. I don't think that's a thing. Um, also, the whole run-up for this movie was cool because obviously we were getting Natasha again, but the big MacGuffin was who is Taskmaster? Taskmaster is a big player in the MCU now. Taskmaster, Taskmaster. Because all the commercials, all the trailers were focusing on this new villain that she had to fight, but technically not new. The sub-boss. Or she's, she's, so I feel like people... Sorry, were you done? I, was, I cut you right off. I just want to say it took us... 20 minutes before we talked about what should have been the first thing that we've been talking about, about this movie, because I, they kind of undercut what taskmaster could have been for this story. I was purposely not mentioning taskmaster taskmaster right away. I wanted to save it because it is the most controversial part of the movie. And I feel like it's got different mileage depending on your opinion on the comic book version. I have right. no 
I have zero attachment to the comic book Taskmaster. I I don't. I feel like he's or it was just a copy of Deadpool. Mouthy, yeah, you like said that. The mouthy thing. It's like, yeah, you, we got a guy who does that already. We don't. You don't need to. The copying styles is really cool. Um, I don't really mind what they did with him. What they did with Taskmaster in the movie. I don't necessarily like it, but I don't. I'm not mad about it. You know what I mean? It's it's whatever. That's why I want to change your controversial again. Spoilers. We've been saying and we're not going to say it again. Um, they make it the daughter of Big Boss, Drakov, um, and she's kind of a robot, and he can just imprint her with kind of updated data. That's something that's underutilized. Like, if you're going to completely change the character, fine, cool. Like, I'm all for you co-branding a new way of taking a character and make it work. Yeah. But you undercut that character with just making her a robot. Yeah, no personality, right? And just downloads and like, okay, it's easy. Like, she's just going to follow orders, which I guess is the theme of the big bad villain. But because he's so underdeveloped and just played up as like, I'm in control. So I'm just going to get women to put into control. It's like, uh, there's a a whole um, child kidnapping. What's the child... Smuggling, what's that thing called? When the, there's a specific term for it. Just child snatching? I, I guess, but there, there, there's a whole kind of Abduction. undercurrent of... Trafficking? No, not trafficking. Yeah, yeah, it is trafficking. Is child, it? There's a whole thing of child trafficking, women trafficking, undercurrent that's going through the entire movie of that's how they get widows. Yeah. And again, PG-13, that's pretty dark because it's as close to home as you're going to get with like a Marvel movie based on reality. Like all this stuff is actually happening. So for you to use it as a plot point and like not really a payoff. I just thought it was weird. Like it was just, yeah. that was a choice. Like someone was just like, all right, we're going to make them all child traffickers. And, and he, like, never, he never really said why he liked girls either. It's like, I choose girls. Yeah. It I wasn't like, girls. it wasn't like, Oh, something about the female makeup makes them more susceptible. To, like it was nothing of that. It was just like no. world's greatest currency girls. I was like, this is, this is, this isn't, this isn't creepy at all. Because I was like, this this got bizarre. What do you think of the final fight between Natasha and Drakov? It was dumb. The pheromones thing, and the the and he's just punching her in the face because she wants to sever the nerve in her nose, so she can't smell his pheromones. That's that's dumb. That's the pheromones thing. I I don't know that I I would have rather he had like restraints on the seat she was in. Mm-hmm. And they just surprised and strapped her in, and then she found a way to break out. Like I know it's more cliche, but it's better than pheromones. It's oh, sorry, you can't shoot me because I smell nice. <laughs> it's like, okay, I, I mean, we'll get to, uh, along the lines. We'll get into another character who uses kind of pheromones in order to get women. Um, I don't know if Marvel's making decisions with that, but we will see. This movie could have been something great, especially as a swan song for Scarlett Johansson leaving the character. But we can't not talk about the elephant in the room. All of her disputes with Disney and getting paid. Yeah. Do you think that added to the fact that this movie got pushed back, um, recut? And I don't know if this was the actual movie that we were supposed to get. No, I don't think because that all that all happened after. Right. She didn't get paid because. She didn't get paid properly because it wasn't a theatrical release. So the 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 as far as I understand, I could be wrong. As far as I understand, the uh, 
the contract was she was she was gonna get paid by depending on how well it sold in the sold in theaters. Right. But it didn't come to theaters. It went right to streaming and theaters. So everybody watched at home wasn't included and, in her contract so she lost there's, there's yeah there's still revenue from from this the stream yeah tons of money and they didn't they didn't foresee that now i'm i don't i'm sure they didn't do that on purpose but I, they probably weren't upset about it until she said something and you know especially clearly, on the way out though that's my final bag like yeah, making a nice bag yeah and she's been your lead female for since the beginning that you've been lying to about giving her own solo film for she finally gets it 11 years and you're like all right we're done with you and just explode this uh floating island in the, yeah. In the sky yeah that's a shame it's, it's a shame that one of the ogs had to go out like that but uh it's pandemic life i guess and, and when you work for big budget companies i don't want to say don't give a shit but they probably don't give a shit you gotta get made and paid yeah. anything else you want to say about this uh i wanted more from this so yeah. i hope i hope there's a snyder cut and this somewhere. was two hours and 40 this is a chonky movie release the snyder cut of a tale of two movies yeah if they changed that the third act changed up a bit it could have been a lot better better boss better motivation yeah because she seemingly knows drake off this whole entire time right yeah kept it, it kept it born supremacy with women i'm all for it kind of like assault it's funny that there are you're seeing that meme that this is a this is a two-hour movie just to explain how she got her vest. <laughs> <laughs> it sums up. We could have done the entire review just saying that. Well, she got her vest. Lots of it's, it's, it's cute though. It's I nice like. I will say this. I I like their dynamic. Yelena, Yelena, and Natasha. The sister yes. thing was great. It's too bad that's the only time we're going to see it. Likely, um, but they I were, honestly they wish well, to piggyback. I wish this was a cast of four. If you just gave me Weiss, Harbor, Johansson, and Puke. And them just trying to navigate, okay, like we're in a middle ground. We got to figure out these things so we can move forward. I think that would have been a strong movie. And then you throw in a random bad, who cares? Because yeah. if you're going to kill him at the end, I didn't need all the, the quote unquote Marvel stuff. Man, they, they, they missed out on, on, on Omega Red. That could have been that's a little overkill, but that could have been cool. He got into his suit. So, I mean, yeah, barely. The red guy, it still fits. And he wore it the whole time. It was awesome. Okay, moving on to no rating system, no rates. We're right at the end. We're right at the end. We're right at the end. We're we're not. These aren't official bottle caps. No, 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 they're not. But this is this was a year. So this year, like this was a year. We're right at the end. Song Song Chi. How does he say it? I like the way he says it. Song Song Chi. Song Chi. The Legend of the Ten Rings. Feel like I'm offending people saying it wrong. I know that's why I've been walking around saying Shang. You're like, no, man, Song. Shang Chi, Shang Chi, I like Shang. Shang. I'm just gonna say Shang because it sounds Shang. Because his mama called him Shang. I'm gonna call him Shang. Yeah, right. I'm gonna call him Sean. <laughs> you change your name from Shang to Sean. That was a good joke. That was a good. What are you gonna that be? Gina to Gina. That was a bad joke. The Michael Mis- just kept it going. M- Miskel. Yeah, she didn't own the quiz. She kept it going. Sokol Directed Fino. by okay, Shang Chi, the legend. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Released this year, 2021. Also, PG-13. Two hours and 12 minutes for this movie, origin story. Director, Destin Daniel Creighton. Writers, David Callahan by the screenplay. Um, Also, Destin Daniel Creighton, screenplay. And 
Andrew Lenham. Screenplay. Stars? The Canadian. Toronto's very own. I'm going to butcher his name now just because. Do it. Simu Lu. Yeah, I think, I think that's it. I think that's it. I don't know why. He'll tell us. He'll tell us. Yeah, he'll reach out. We're, 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 we're three degrees <laughs> we're, from him. We're basically... <laughs> we're our, any Toronto celebrity, we're three degrees from at least at the most, actually two away from Greek. Um, Aquafina as Katie, Tony Chi Wang Leong as Zhu Wen Wu. Uh, Zhu Wen Wu, yeah, that's his dad. Menger Zhang as Xiling, Fala Chen as Li, the lovely Michelle Yong as Ying Nang. You're doing great, man. Wang Yin, well, I don't know, but we'll find out. I don't know either. I'm just, <laughs> just sound like as Master here. Guangbo. I'm trying. Florian Mont, <laughs> see you threw me off now. Florian <laughs> Montinu as like, Razor Fist. It's like, it's like Bill Burr at the Oscars. Or <laughs> was it the Grammys? At a certain point, he's just like, I don't even care anymore. I'm just going <laughs> to power through it. Andy Lee as Death Dealer, Jaden Zhang as the young Shang-Chi, Elodie uh, Fong as young. Zaya Ling, and I'm going to give shout outs to Ben, K- ben Kingsley reprising his role as Trevor Slatery. This was a movie. This was an origin movie. This was a good origin movie. This, I, what, I like, what I like about this one we were talking about before is that they did, this is an origin movie done right, similar to how uh, Incredible Hulk did it. I guess Spider-Man Homecoming did it too. Yep. Uh, it's kind of glossed over the it's like you you know what it is at this point you know, you know it, it. You know i'm a superhero is. this is kind of how it happened but it wasn't he, it wasn't the the beginning of when he, like they could have done the whole he gets picked up he goes to this this city he trains for this long and he does this and then he got like a batman begins thing we don't you don't mm-hmm. need that at this point in time this is what marvel movie number what, 308 you don't need to do that anymore just we get it Oh, he's there's a, that many. There's yeah, 300. He's, he's a good fighter. We get it. So they did that. He was already established, and he had this hidden uh, past that was brought up in the first, what, 15 minutes? Yes. That I appreciate. I appreciate oh, the story. Don't waste my time. Circle his, yeah. his dad. His dad is the OG. Yeah. His dad kind of put everything into fruition, whether or not the dad wants to believe that or take uh, ownership in that is half of this movie which is the stuff I appreciated about this film the most. The villain has a motivation clearly defined and the family dynamic is so well done that anytime those three characters are in the room, talking about Sean, uh, you and Zia Ling, who I think is underrated. I didn't, got to, I didn't get to call her lovely, but she is also lovely. Um, she is lovely yeah. I love that dynamic because all of them have chips in their shoulder for how the other um, either parent or sibling drop the ball and helping them develop over kind of this tragedy of losing their mother. And they start peeling back the layers of how that really affected everybody in their own different way. And it did. It really, it, it hammered people in different ways. Him leaving affected his sister big time. Her, yeah. Her training even harder and his dad just going oh, completely big, bad boss and taking over. Now here's, here's some stuff that, well, actually, man, now I'm now I'm caught. Like, I don't know if I should start on the. Go in, man. Okay, let's just let's do the background first here. The, the ten rings in this are different than the comic books. Okay, let's get that out of the way. 
there's a lot there's a lot they of, are rings they are circular yeah but they're more like braces right that five go on each arm i like it better actually because it's more it's Functional, easier to understand usable yes it's easier to understand rather than 10 rings that do different things not everyone can pick them up and just yeah and then it's very similar to like the the infinity stones do right it's you know yep. one does this one does that one now just just make it simple they're bracers and they're kind of kinetic and you can use them in different types yeah, of ways really they're weird they're ambiguous and like you don't really know what the power sets are but if your mind is strong enough to like i guess think it you can make it happen because pops does some crazy stuff with it including like flying and jumping yeah and in the third act when shang chi gets it he understands how he can i think he turns it into a defibrillator at one point yeah yeah and, just, ta- yeah. and then takes out that big bad monster and i was like yeah. there, there's no training wheels for this or training manuals i just have to trust that it's so ancient and it's so embedded in your family that there's a certain level of like okay we know what to do it's mm-hmm. kind of a cheat code not typically how i use the word cheat code but the fact that they didn't give each ring a specific uh, power set probably worked out for their advantage. I like because I like I we read a ton of comics. I still can't tell you what all those ten rings do in the comics because it's it, they're kind of hokey. One fire, fire, water, one's wind, poison. water. Yeah, you got the four elements. Earth, and you got how much stuff? Steel, and like, whirlwind. You see, now you get into like we just making things up. Pinball. Um, one one makes uh, craft macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Um, one calls one calls Warwind, and one is um, tea oh, time for Grey Gargoyle, because those are the two best. Thank you for throwing in the 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 goat. So I like I actually like these better. These braces that go in the arm. It seems it fits the MCU better. I like it better. So that was the that was one difference they they made from the comics. The other one is in the comics. His father is Fu Manchu, and his name is Zheng Zhu. You don't really want to call Asian man Fu Manchu. It's well, you shouldn't call an Asian man Fu Manchu. Yeah. And it's just like the Mandarin. And so he's kind of what he is. is he's an amalgamation of Fu Manchu and the Mandarin yeah. from the comics. Both of them steeped in uh, racial stereotypes. So it's I'm glad that they they appealed those away to kind of make their own character because, like I said, his dad is Fu Manchu Zhengzhu. His real name is Zhengzhu in the, in the comics, but an alt to the Mandarin Zhu Wenwu. Who's in the comics too, but from Earth six one six one five. Sweet. So he's the Mandarin there, but he doesn't. So they just took that name and then took the Zhenzhu's like status and kind of put them together, and then made the Ten Rings bracers, but also the name of his army. And as smart as the MCU is, used three different ways to undercut or correctly retcon the two things that you talked about. So there's a scene we'll talk about the after credits talking about the rings, but the dinner table scene with the father and the kids and Katie talking about how Westerners took what the 10 rings gang was and tried to make it into this big mysterious far East thing and name it after an orange was great. Yeah. Yeah, It shut down. It shut down kind of how steeped in racism the character may have been, but just how, wrong we are to believe that the most powerful man would name himself after an orange yeah the mandarin yeah that's great and two we get ben ben kingsley back to say like hey like they figured out i'm an actor and now i just act for them so like and they I'm were gonna, court jester i like yeah. how they, yeah they were gonna kill him but he he started doing like macbeth i think it was yeah I think it was something like i can't remember what it was but he started doing something and they loved it so much they just kept him around as entertainment 
it's pretty much the plot of Tropic Thunder and Super yeah. Jack. <laughs> You're right. That's funny. I never thought I'd see Ben Kingsley in a role like that. So that's, I think that's part of the how fun because I don't like that character. We remember we Iron Man three is a big deal for us. Oh yeah, and that's a a movie we should probably do a bottle cap for because it's probably aged better. But at the time, that that one twist just left a bad taste in my mouth after doing so much good for that entire movie. But Iron just Man, that one flip was like, oh no! Iron Man three is such a turning point for me because not only is Iron Man my favorite. That movie has so much hype, and then oh my god, we're getting the Mandarin, and then it's just this guy who's just super annoying. To me, like I remember being absolutely just pissed right off about that. I was so mad at the time, but at the same time, on the other side of the coin, it taught me, you know what, the MCU is not the comic books, correct? And the, and the plot of the movie is actually genius. Yes, even if I didn't like. The, the the part that was played so when you when you take yourself away as a comic enthusiast nerd you take yourself away and realize that okay let the director direct don't make every movie don't assume that every movie has to be a reflection of the comic book since then like like since i understood that i've enjoyed the movies way more because i'm not going well in the comic books this is supposed to happen so i don't know it's like whatever it's but there also universe. has there also has to be a decision by the director to want to enjoy and utilize source material. So going back to Shang-Chi, this movie's fun. And yeah, the way they peel back layers to get to the harder stuff is earned. Because the movie starts off with like him just kind of going through life as, I'm all right, kind of being like a fuck up and not really knowing it. We're, we're just valets. But shit goes down. And that bus fight is... Great. Maybe one of the best action scenes I saw this year, and we watched a lot of TV shows in the middle. It's so fun. It's so well done. It's so reminiscent of Speed, which I think was by design. But the way he handles himself and just proves, oh yeah, I belong here. Without saying a lot, he, he just sprung into action. You knew that you had the trust of the property, the director, and you could believe that this guy was going to be someone that you could pay attention to. Throughout the movie, they just keep elevating the fact that like he's a fighter, he's gonna fight, and they keep putting him in those situations. Whether or not it always works out, I love that bus seat. It was a great way to get me into this new character that I may not have known anything about. Yeah, I remember at the beginning of the podcast. You hated him. Yep. <laughs> remember at the beginning we did the hero draft, like the first can't, can't can't stand him. Can't stand comic book. Like, who the hell is Shang-Chi? Yeah. Anyway, the master of kung fu, and because of that, there are a lot of fight scenes in this movie. Yes, my personal favorite. My personal favorite is when he fights the Death Dealer in front of the helicopter. Very nice. I thought that was the best hero fight. Just like that's better than the, than the final fight for me because it's just there's no nonsense. Well, the five the final fight's a completely different movie. We'll, yeah, we'll get yeah. there. But even before the monsters, you know, I mean, it, just him and his dad. I didn't. Yep. This one well, was the, the fight. I think they were relying on effects too much and like yeah, the powers exactly. of the rings. Yeah. There's also the like. I don't want to cut you on the death dealer. You want to talk more about death dealer fight? Because that just that's that's my stuff. favorite. That's my favorite out of, the, out of the out of the movie. Was just that one. That's all I want. There's in, there's interesting choices in the final fight with his dad because he's obviously he's got the new suit and everything. I, I appreciate the fact that his mother left him and Comic, his a comics accurate sister. Suit. Yes, <laughs> a very nice kind of uh, superhero esque outfit to prepare for this final fight, and he's glowing red. 
but his dad's in black and glowing purple. And the last time we saw black and glowing purple, it represented good for Black Panther. So oh, yeah. I definitely thought oh, that's interesting. This, this stuck out a little bit because when he brings in all of his um, Ten Ring gang, they're all shrouded in black and all their weapons light up in the same glowing purple. The only time his color changes magic is when um, Shang-Chi gets his own rings too, when they do the five and five. He glows gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, Pops grows a little Blue. like bluish. Yes. But I thought it was interesting, especially with the market that you're aiming for in the East, that you would identify good with red and gold, because we've seen those colors before, but um, evil and bad with black and purple, which are established couples. That didn't even occur to me. That's interesting. We see things differently, but we see things alike. That's interesting. It didn't even occur to me. And that's the thing. I'm sure there's... uh, Asian Asians out there that have viewed this movie and can give a whole different kind of impression of everything that we're seeing, right? There's things on here that probably didn't stick out to me because it's not rooted in um, maybe characters or cultures that I fully understand. But we definitely appreciate that Marvel is reaching out to those sectors now. Like, I love it. The Asian population has definitely been at the forefront of Marvel's success for a long time so the fact that they now have a character that they can start to celebrate and get behind is always worth celebrating as long as they do it well and i think for the most part we're saying they did it well yeah i we didn't even talk about like how a sister is so badass that she at age 16 opened up a fight club yeah that entire scene with that entire scene was great i wanted more of that because he loses to her but that's when we get the references for uh, abomination and we get to see Maybe the MVP this year, Benedict Wong. They should. They should have kept uh, that out of the trailer. That you did. That you didn't get to see Abomination. Yeah. yeah they shouldn't. Have, they put Abomination versus Wong in the trailer, and that just should not have been. Like you gotta let that be a surprise. They they showed him so they could keep uh, Fing Fan Foom a secret. I assume, even though we got a snippet. We didn't know, get Fing Fang Foom, but we get the dragon. Yeah, but that's the water dragon. That's not Fing Fang Foom. That's not a luck dragon. No, it's. What was his name? Valcor, right? Valcor. I didn't think about that, but I, it was there. I just have to find it in my file. You got you to access it. You got to access it. Yeah, I just had to stop and look up for a second. I was like, ah, oh, yes, that's the one. What did you think of uh, Marvel's attempt to get another furry baby Yoda out into the scene with Morris? The, the faceless Morris? Just... That that thing, I couldn't I couldn't jive with that because it had no face. Really? So they took more, it out of it? I couldn't, I couldn't jive with it. He's a big pillow. Yeah, it's cute, but where's he looking? How's he talking? Can you hear me? What? what I, that was bizarre to me. Not, he's a cute. Well, little, I mean, he looks like a cute little footrest. He does. You don't have to. I mean, you could use them as a pillow instead. Yeah, I like. I, like, that, I do like how Trevor was like. Oh, you can see him. All this time, <laughs> I thought I was hallucinating. That, that was pretty fun. And that he can speak his language as well. He's been around him so long. So long. This is almost a movie of. This is almost a film of two movies. Um, the third act completely turns into more fantasy based on the reality of very uh, yeah that, the first two acts. Okay, here's the one thing. This is what I wanted to talk about earlier, and I you just jogged my memory on it. Let's do it. His dad. Okay, this is the whole plot. He wants to find his wife, right? Who's yep. dead. Yes. His dad, which, been, which we find out, and that scene is amazing too. When oh, yeah, he tries how, to stand up to the the bandits yes. or whatever, and 
Yes, and he and that's a painful memory to him. That's a that's a scar that he's carried since he was a child. Yeah, but those are those are good touchstones. Keep those up. A lot of family stuff in these movies, even the next two. Think about it. a lot yeah, of family. All four of these movies have family dynamics, they, and they're they're rooted in family dynamics. Yes. Rooted there. Um, his dad has been alive for a thousand years. Yeah, looks good. Looks fantastic for a thousand. You're telling me his slacks don't crack. Here's the. the <laughs> Here's the thing that 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 got me is he he shows he, couldn't, couldn't say yellow that would have been bad. No, I, I'm glad you did. He, sh- <laughs> he shows up in in Talo, and they are all cognizant of the fact that this giant soul sucker exists, and that Beyond it has and that was that Beyond, Beyond the wall. wall. Yep, and it has the ability to to mimic victims or mimic dead people, mm-hmm. and they tell him this, and he's just like, "Now you're wrong." You've been around for a thousand years. Like, wouldn't he know this too? Wouldn't this have cut? Like, it was a little hard for me to believe that someone that old or that experienced would just be like, whatever, you guys are wrong. Like, they, okay. they you know what I mean? So that was, that was one part that stuck with me. I'm just nitpicking. I like, no, you, no, you're not wrong. It's a very good motivation and like thing to see, like to point out. Um, not necessarily a nitpick. It's, it's definitely a flaw. The only thing I would argue is, the woman that got taken from him was the only woman that could change his yeah. pilfering ways. She's the one that beat him. She's the one that gave him a life worth living. The one that gave him off seeds, even though he doesn't treat the off seeds the same. If there's a small chance in my a thousand years, I can get the one thing back that I know serves me purpose. I'm a try for it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And then I think at a certain point, wearing the rings for so long, and having that much power Master this melted his mind a bit See, something they didn't really play that up but that's kind of the assumption that i, I went with if, yeah if they had that's such an easy line to throw in is that the yes. magical like the magic rings can mess up your mind if they just said that in a throwaway i'd be like that's all i need now he's a little crazy now i know he's which, a little crazy right which brings us to the after credits because i think that's the best segue to it wong brings katie and sean to uh, the, uh we assume the Sorum Sanctorum, if I said that right. Yeah. Um, to analyze the rings. And there's something there that's either beaconing out to somebody or calling them to something. So they're said. What, what do you think that is? I don't know. I was just more upset to see Bruce and not Professor Hulk because it's Bruce now doing things again. I was like, wait a minute. I thought he fused himself. So I want to hear that story of how he's no longer Hulk Hulk. Mm-hmm. And then again, they had to shoehorn in Captain Marvel. So she's smart, but she's a different level of smart. Like she's well knowledgeable on anything that's not earth based. Yeah, like I think that's her. Yeah. Um, what I want it to be, I have no idea, right? Like they're going, these movies definitely start to reach out to the far reaches. Yeah. So I, it could be, it could be alien. It could be fantastical. It could be. But if you're knows. assuming what was around a thousand years ago, in Vancouver. So like we have a Dragon Maybe. Ball thing, yeah, like a Dragon Ball thing, yeah, could be. Which I would and be mad about. was it always reaching out when his dad had it? When his dad had them, or was it? Is it just now a beacon now that Shang Chi has them? Well, I like that they change colors depending on who's holding it. So That's cool. It would, I like that too. I would make. I to your point, I think he was blocking anything from reaching out when he was running it. He was like, "No, nah, man, I'm my boss." And that scene where he goes to get revenge on that gang was crazy. Was yeah. crazy. What and I do like, like 
bludgeons the dude in front of his son who's watching on. I was like, this is. Yeah, that was crazy. He's that was bad. He, this this kind this may contradict what I just said about him being like so crazy to find his wife. But you mentioned his wife was the one thing that changed him, and right. I like how when she was around, she pulled him out of that life. And the moment she was down, he's he like, "I'm right not, get, I'm not getting back into it." But he did. He got right back into it. Right back like, in. Training like and, and ruined his family. Like neglected yeah. his daughter who. And he didn't just, even just wanted to love. It's not even like he meant to. He just couldn't help it. He just like for a thousand years. I... For a thousand years, he's been training the best, basically, Foot Clan that you could possibly have. And then he's like, "I'm gonna be a family man." Like that's a hard switch to turn off, unless you have the woman that knows how to. So as soon as like, he went back to default, so that's why Shang Chi ended up being the best. It's just like, oh, he's just training me like every other dude, but I get it harder. I get it ten times more. And his sister's like, I get it too, but I get neglect. So I have this chip on, like, I got to prove all you guys wrong. Like, I love that dynamic. Yeah. Like, it shows all of their motivations very cleanly, very simply. So when they're put back at the table and they're all like, this is why I don't like you. Like, you get all that stuff. Yeah. That was cool. That was really cool. Uh, do you want to talk about the Aquafina in the room? Yeah, Aquafina. She uh, almost ruins the beginning. I like how she... <laughs> no, I'm serious. Because she's... You know, my my major great with these Marvel movies is the the poorly timed humor. Yep. Not all of them have it, but most of them have it. And some have it only a couple of times. The first, she was determined in the first half an hour to just try and undercut everything ah, that was going ah, on. Ah, oh, ah. Or when the ninja, like I, when the ninjas trapped her that time on the scaffolding, she starts singing Hotel California. I know that was a callback to what they had done previously, yeah, they but I was like, off. that's, I, I wasn't, I, I don't know. Didn't get me. That was just like, that's lame. She, towards the end of the movie, she softened up. Yeah, they said they railroaded her for a bit as she went to the side to train right. with her bow or whatever. Uh, that was much better. She's not, I don't like her full but, frontal. I like her kind of on the side. Sure, but her full, her full frontal made more sense than the side mission of her being the arrow. Yeah, that was, yeah that was weird. <laughs> because she, she gets the final kill. She gets the death blow. Yeah, she does. And it's unearned. It's kind of like, so you've either had this innate power in you this whole time and you just need that half day in order to focus to get a couple bullseyes and you yep. knew that you knew you could take down this dragon. Or we have nothing else to do with you and you're a big star. So we'll give you something worth it. Cause now she's included, right? Like Wong really only needs to get Sean to come through the portal. That was the other thing too. Why, why are you bringing her? She's embedded. So I'm, I'm hoping it's more of a friendship or a partnership relationship as opposed to a love interest. I don't want like, that to get shoehorned in as well. They're forcing the love interest, you can tell. So I kind of hope that this is going to sound bad too. I kind of hope that she gets killed off as like a turning point for him. Maybe. I don't know. We'll I just see. want more Zia Ling, who is a yes. badass yes. and now has the army of 10 rings and is just building up that compound in her own image. Yeah. So like you, you love it when someone can take over the business and bring all of the, the social and technical sides to something that's, uh, established and already well brought like that's great business when you can update it and still keep retain all of the the same structure that you have and that's what seems like what the sequel is going to be um the only thing i also thought was weird other than um razor fist calling himself razor fist because it's a stump so he should be razor stump or stump fist stump fist stump man as quick as the 10 ring army switched on a dime to fight with i guess the heroes 
against the the new big bad like that happened instantly instantly off off the soul suckers and i was like you guys were trained to be killers from jump like and follow the lead and as soon as you lose your leader you follow the number two but like huh like that fast you guys are on be heroes and then a funeral because you know all these movies have to end in a funeral so yeah but what do you think of that kaiju fight at the end i didn't i didn't like it. it didn't make sense it was bizarre, right? That the soul star comes out and he kills the dad. And he's instantly. he's huge. He's massive. He's next level event. Yeah. And he kills he kills uh Wen Wu right away, who has a hero moment by protecting Shang-Chi. So now oh he's not that bad of a guy after all. Yeah. He he, he kills Master Guangbo, who was having that was the teacher for Katie. Right. So now Katie's instilled with like, I gotta do it from a master. It's like these are real quick shortcuts. Yeah. To get to a a, a payoff that doesn't really hit i mean it was cool like it was it was cool the the, that was so left field for me i was like wow these are okay try monsters fighting now all right then i guess that's it and then and then shang chi like kamehameha is it right like yeah he does it from from high does the whole defibrillator and just like takes it i was like all right cool there's that scene where um, my sister's like, let go of me. It's like, I would not let go of you again. Like, that's a payoff. That I was cute. Yeah, that. that was cute. And she, her face was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, this, this is my brother. There are moments where you're like, what movie is this, right? Like, yeah. the amount of shits that are dropped in this. I was like, oh, I don't know how many you get for a PG-13, but like, um, Aquafina swears a lot. Sean swears a lot. You get one fuck, right? I, I, he get one possibly and a whole but they didn't use that but like i guess sh- shit's been upgraded to like ass now you can get away with that as much seems that way doesn't it as long as you don't yeah i don't know that's yeah you're right but overall sh- strong contribution interesting i liked it anything else to say about that we talked about the end credits yep i'm interested in how wong plays a part and i want to see more um abomination because i guess he's not a villain if he's working with wong yeah, that's weird. I wonder if they're gonna they they must have more use for him somewhere down the line. And I, I, I notice they didn't call him Abomination either. They called they him. They didn't. He could, be, he, he could be a fan fan foom either. Maybe they changed. They gave him the webbing ears though. He looked better. Looked better. Well, I'm I'm hoping they use both of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Tim Roth and this version. We we can use more. Clearly, we can use more monsters. You have guys use so. Okay, Make move my on to. Grow! Sorry, that was. That'd be cool, Rita. Bring Rita yeah. in. Okay, we're going to the next, the third one of this year. The not even the, just Eternal. Sorry, I didn't understand. <laughs> I hope that picked up. It, oh, that that was loud. Yeah, I hope that picked up. My. Because uh, that makes sense. Because that's honestly my review of this movie. I'm sorry, I don't understand. <laughs> we're doing the Eternals, 2012. Sorry, 2021. I read dyslexically because, again, I'm confused. PG-13. A whopping two hours and 36 minutes. And it feels like more. Um, The previously year Oscar winner director, Chloe Zhao. So congratulations for getting big guns in here. Screenplay also by her. Patrick Burley and Ryan Furpo. Maybe one of the best casts that Marvel has ever done since Endgame, huh. What If, or Infinity Wars. Because there's a lot of star power in here. lot. And a lot of lovelies. Starting with lovely, lovely, German Chan playing Cersei's. Oh, she's so lovely. 
We need something for the men because, like, they're not lovely, but these are like strapping dudes. Like, hunky, hunky. I'm not gonna say hunky, but when you know who they are, right? Again, we're not just saying say the women. dashing, dashing. No, because I want to save that for someone who I actually think is dashing. Dapper? No, dapper women dress nice. But then I gotta start calling dudes dapper all the time. I'm not gonna do it. I'm just saying this cast is really good looking. Um, Richard <laughs> Madsen <laughs> playing Icarus, the lovely, lovely, lovely Salma High playing Ajax. The lovely, Hang lovely, lovely, lovely. lovely. Yeah, we, we stress how much we love these lovely ladies. Uh, Angelina Jolie playing Thena. Lovely. Kit, Kit Harrington playing Dane Whitman. Dashing. There you go. <laughs> I'll give you know what Kumal Nanjali is pretty lovely. He for was, other reasons. He he got cut for this. He did. He went hard, even though you only see his arms. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> playing Kingo. Um, Brian Tyree Henry, my boy, paper boy, playing uh, Fastos. Leah Mayhew yeah. playing Sprite. Lovely Lauren Ridloff playing Makari. Barry. She's lovely. Ke- yes, Makari is lovely. She is lovely. Barry Kegogan playing Drugig. Drew Drugig. Um, maybe MVP, Harish Patel playing uh, Karan. Uh, Madang Siok playing Gilgamesh. Bill Skarsgård as Crow, which I think is the talking DV. That's the that's the yeah the villain yeah. Um, Haz Sleesman playing Ben, uh, Ize Daniel Cross playing Jack, and the cameos of uh, Patton Oswald playing Kip Zip Pip Pip Pip, and uh, Harry Styles playing Eudos. That was Bro- funny. That was a hilarious reveal. I was like, what? brother of brother of Thanos. He looks yeah. the part. Star Fox, yeah. I was like, what? This is so yeah. rare. This is this one was so far out. Say the first word again. Star Fox. No, no. With your reaction. What the yeah, that, that's my reaction to a lot of things going on in this movie. Yeah. Man, yeah, where do, where do I start here? Okay, well, how man. do you how do you start here? They tried to cram a thousand years of history into two and a half hours, and you didn't really do it justice. I'm not sorry for this because this is probably one of the best looking visually and obviously cast is gorgeous, but visually stunning, but so like dour and sad because everyone's dealing with either an internal crisis or like a crisis of like this earth is doomed. So you're going decades and centuries and eons between all of these guys reacting to like all this news that we're getting firsthand, Mm -hmm. jumping through time. That like everything's fucked. Essentially, this movie makes me think everything's fucked. Everything's fucked. And we have no control. And like one of the several twists is like they're all robots. Like, yeah, they're androids. Yeah, it's they're well, they're space androids. Does that make it better? I guess. Does it? This one was different, and you have to you have to um you have to meet everybody at once. So Ajax heals. And like heals everybody and can communicate with the celestials. Icarus has flight and laser eyes. Cersei transforms matter into different forms. I think that's an awesome power. Kind of like almost like the absorbing man, but the opposite. Sprite does the illusions. Thena creates energy weapons and can fight. Kingo has finger guns, which that's pretty cool. Fun. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Gilgamesh is big and strong with the power fist. Druig has the mind control. I was certain he was going to be the bad guy. Mind control guys are always bad. And then seemed to be the logical twist. Yeah. No, they, they went a completely different way with that twist. So that was interesting. Fastos is the, I guess he just 
he's a technology man. He was cool because he was um, implicit in. Because they at one scene he's just making handcuffs on Icarus, and I was like, "That's all you're doing." Well, no, but I'm saying his his role was cool because he kind of helped advance human technology throughout the and then he he feels like he went too far one time, and then suddenly got the atom bomb. That was really cool. I thought that was and he cries for that. But yeah, again, when, he only gets 10 minutes of screen time. Yeah. Then they throw him away. Then we come back to him. Like most yeah. of his stories off screen. Yeah. Uh, let me finish them. Makari is, <laughs> Makari is <laughs> super speed. And she was out of the team. And, she's my MVP. Out of the team. The MVP in the movie would be. Um, what's and deaf. So she does sign language. And yeah, she was great. communication, which was awesome and super lovely. So and then there's Crow, who is the power absorbing deviant, who in the comics was a shapeshifter. And Thena's lover, so it was kind of cool that they oh. Warlord Crow. He this he was comic accurate uh, in a way, in a sense. So that's all of them. So you have to learn all of those people, even as a comic book fan. Eternals escaped me my reading history, so I was learning all these guys for the first time as well. Except for Icarus, yeah. I kind of knew him a bit from different reasons, though. From yeah, for different reasons. Greek, yeah, Greek, Greek mythology. I think so. Yeah. Well, just different. Well, yeah, different. These guys are a lot of them were named after things like that. But anyways, uh, yeah. So I actually knew more about the Celestials than I knew about the Eternals coming into this. Personality, which we get a couple of in this, which is kind of cool. Really cool, and we get not only a glimpse of them, but we get to interact with them, which yes. I thought was really dope. Until you find out they're basically big dicks. They are. That's that's what they do. They're they're never good things. They just they they don't care, right? They they talk about how the plant. <laughs> you almost said it. They don't care. Yeah. It's not like no, I didn't say it because that would end the episode. <laughs> that would end the episode. We just would end up part two real fast. We'd have to do a part two real fast. Yeah, real fast. Um, but the thing is, they're constantly giving you information, whether it's characters and the lives that they're living, whether it's how these Eternals who aren't supposed to interfere but typically interfere constantly but not in all the places that you expect them to. Um, what about Thunus? Um, that information you're getting. And then like the celestial and just like the higher power and like what it all means, you're getting that information. So like you're constantly consuming things and processing it as they jump around through time to tell you like in this time, like these guys were together in a later time, they were broken up right now. They're still trying to figure it out. But present day, I was like, where are you going? Like, yeah. where do you want to take me? maybe limit how many people you want to take me mm-hmm. there with and just focus. Like there's, there seemed to be a lack of focus. Yeah. Cause there, because there were so many characters and they wanted to follow everybody except for a couple of them. It's, what? it's, it's one of the most ambitious movies that Marvel's ever done, but it's hard to say that after seeing Endgame and seeing what they did with that. And then after another movie on this list, we'll get to it when we get to it because you don't think you can handle these many characters after seeing this movie there are some there, there are some differences too so in i believe in the original source the celestials create eternals just like in this movie but the deviants were actually an offshoot of the eternals so it was like a disease and they were there ran. first they were the eternals were there first but the deviants were also eternals they were just diseased this is from the comics Okay, I thought so, it was reversed. I thought Eternals were there, Deviants were there first, and Eternals were in there the movie version. The in the okay. movie version, that's okay. that. I'm, I'm just talking about the difference. The comic Fair. books would be there. So Thanos is an Eternal, he but he's a Deviant. So yes. the Deviants were outcast to the planet Titan, and that's why they're all purple and, and gross. 
different farms. Yeah, because yeah, there are diseased eternals, really. In this don't one, be, in this one, the de- purple people. In this one, the deviants are like these animals, or like these yeah, like beasts. Wolf, wolf farm kind of thing. Yeah, wolves, Qua- and bugs, quadrupeds. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Eternals created them to deal with the major predators on certain planets until they became wild, and they became the predators Predator, of all the yeah, planets. The, the and then they created the Eternals to handle those guys so that the population right. could rise and the, the more populated planet was the more energy could feed the celestial seed within the planet which would birth a new celestial because earth is an egg a lot yeah, yeah all the all the plants are eggs right and i'm like that's i thought that was actually really cool because it's you're trying to stop the natural flow of order mm-hmm. for a planet i think that was a really cool dilemma because the whole time i was kind of I was going, where's the big bad? Where's the big bad? Because the first well, the, hour and a half, there's none. Yeah. And then it, and then Icarus turns. But did he turn? No, he just has a different set of values. He so turns, though. He does. Because, like, Sprite turns, him. too, but she doesn't really turn. But she only turns because she wants. Yeah, Icarus she loves turn. him. So it was like, there's almost, there's no villain in this. There's an adversary. They're all, but there's, they're all villains, though. Because even Warlord Crow is like, just trying to just trying to survive but like they're, they're all dealing with their own morality of like yep. when to interfere and when not to interfere and they try to play that up but it it turns into something of like we're in this large landscape and we're like walking and thinking and like i feel like this property would have done gangbusters as a tv show oh yeah because yeah, you could have you- just followed each character as their because dealing cause now, with their lives and what they have to come to grips with. Because now it's like you, it's like a Game of Thrones type thing, yeah. where you have ten different characters and they all go different directions or they pair off or whatever and yada yada yada. Right? Was that a bad choice to separate them from Jump? Like we get them the, together in the beginning and then they're all in their own they're lives, scattered, and then they start to bring because you you lose so much time bringing them all together. But if they were uh, like unit family then you could have played off all of their insecurities or moralities or who does what and who wants to be lead earlier and get to like the real moral compass but then this way the way they did it in in the movie is they were able to progress through the time without involving people they didn't need to involve because like you said about fastest they didn't bring him in until like an hour and 40 into the movie right so they didn't really need him before that but if they were all together already they he would have just been there doing then what's nothing. the point of the character like did you need all eight nine good, good question good question I'm not, I'm not i'm not trying to argue it's like, no but i'm just saying for like yeah. what you're trying to get accomplished a lot of these characters have, like, could have been amalgamated into one because they have 10 of them and they kill off two right so who's he got good much killed by the way yeah well pussy good, good, good good pussy though you're very yeah it's good stuff good, good, well good, i don't even know they're free they were just friends too so because they, they he always got to hold her hand though like she didn't yeah. give that hand to anybody like no. there, there was something there even if it was eternal in a thousand years sooner or later she give like i mean fw a, a thousand years friends, like, of, let's, friends let's, of let's just try it yeah yeah, they, let's, yeah. Let's, yeah. i'm a little like, bored right. I'm, I'm in a mood you want to just like never talk about this again all right listen 50 percent of um talking to women is initiating conversation the other half is just like just be there for her so like a thousand you know, he's there for the, he's the first like yo dips like he's the first one called dips so like and he learned how to make bread so good for him and he had power fist power fist was strong 
She knows what she likes. She likes a fighter. Did, did we talk about the Unimind? And like that's like a plot device. No, like how I'm we talking about that. So it's like again, that's another thing on top of. So you like a specific thread that they didn't really focus on, but you get halfway through, but it's revealed in a weird way, and they're still jump cutting between times. So like yeah. you're trying to focus on that, but then there's this other level of like, okay, this is what we really want to do now, which is the Unimind, which is I think just fusing together the deviants and the eternals well they're putting all the eternals powers together so that one eternal could carry all their powers and basically stop tiamat which was the, the celestial coming out of earth right right isn't that in the comics too like don't eternals all have several powers in the comic books and this yeah, one decided i believe so. i one. believe so don't quote me because i believe so they they made them more like x-men kind of based yes yes they're they're dealing with and then you thought they're immortal, but they're not really immortal. Like, it's so much touch and go of like, I'm not really sure what they can do, how they can do it, where they can do it. And then you have these scenes where, like you were talking about, um, they they interact with humans and progress things that you weren't expecting to happen. But then like they're nowhere to be found when Thanos is just running, running amok. Yeah. And like even a joke on it too, right? Like, uh, what's his face? Kid Harrington says, Thanos, Thanos. What about Thanos? Anyway, what surprised me too is how many people just were like casual about it. Like he, like Kid Harrington knew. Oh, is your demon? Oh, it's your ex-boyfriend. He's from like a thousand years ago. We we, we broke up, and then he just that's they just talk about deviants like it was nothing. Oh, they talk about turtles like I was like, oh, I guess everybody just knows who they are. And that that's a weird plot line that they didn't really develop. Like that, this could have been the whole. Um, like the entire plot of like her trying to get over um, Icarus and then like if Dane Kit Harrington can handle her being something or like trying to figure it out but like you you book at him like he only comes up in the beginning and he's back for the end credits that's it and it's only because he's revealed to be the Black Knight so like yeah. he has a level of understanding of like what it takes to be a superhero kind of thing but huh so does that mean we're getting does the end credits mean we're gonna get a Black Knight and Blade buddy cop buddy film. I hope so. That'd be that'd be that's a cool mix, man. But that's that's worrisome if at the end of the Eternals movie you're more interested in the throwaway after credit scene. Yeah. Of their potential than this sequel. Well, are you interested in a eternal sequel? So you gotta think about it. That's that's not good. That's not good. Well, I want some high. Are you impact, interested, but are you she's interested in a Shang-Chi sequel? Yes. There you go. So, see how quickly you answered that. Eternal. I don't know if I want an eternal sequel. I I don't know. I have no idea because. But they didn't really answer any questions. Like I want them to do it justice. You can give me six episodes on like Eternals TV show and be like clear up everything that I don't understand. Like walk me through some things. Slow it down. Like uh, Makari's living in her ship for like a thousand years, just reading. Like she gets thrown aside and then just shows up for a final battle. What was the point of her character? And she's the only one that can handle Icarus. Like, Icarus just commits suicide? Did he die? He flies into oh, he the, flies sun. the sun. You're right. Yeah, that's right. He does. Yeah, that's right. He flies into the sun. Jesus, how did I forget that? Yeah. So like, it's sad. Like, like Cersei's is, is made up to be like the new lead, which I loved. I love that the Ajax passed it to her and not to Icarus. You could have played up that more. I was just like, yeah. I should have been the leader because he has the whole story line. I was like, I think you could join the Avengers. 
But they're all sad. They're all like, I'm not sure what to do. They all know that the world is doomed. They're all stuck in it. Like the, there's so many things going on and it feels longer than two and a half, two thirty six, And it shouldn't because it's beautiful. It's gorgeous to look at. Yeah, it's a movie I'll put on mute and watch again. Yeah. Just to see Angelina Jolie do a whole bunch of different things. Just Breathe. circling her arms and getting all the gold. Gold flakes. Something smaller to talk about. Gold shakes. They mentioned both Batman and Superman in this. Which was hilarious. That caught me off guard, yeah. I was like, oh. Did it? Yeah. Two DC as, guys, yeah. But as comics, they mentioned it as make-believe as things. Yeah, as make-believe things, yeah. Yes. Which I think but, happens on the the other side. I think the other way too. I think DC. Anytime DC you think mentions Marvel, it's like, oh, they're reading comic books. I don't have an example. But no, I was gonna say I don't, I don't remember that at all. I, I'm assuming it's like the Coke Wars, where Pepsi will always bring up Coca Cola to do their comparison. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and it's like the worst. And Coke, can. Coke last, Yeah, yeah. Coke always last, the taste test choice, or like anytime they do delivery man, it's always two delivery men, and the one that can't deliver fast is Coca Cola, yeah. and Pepsi's there to save the day. But Coke always responds with like, look at the numbers. Like, yeah, we're everywhere. We make the money, and we like we got McDonald's money, right? So like, they're not even worried about <laughs> yeah, snapping at their heels. Yeah, and in this case, it would be DC would be Coca Cola, and MCU would be Pepsi. So you just laugh it off. Are we gonna talk about hey. the the con? The controversial that wasn't really controversial. What's that? The first openly gay character on screen. Oh God! Can we? <laughs> Do we have to? We don't. But okay. there's. I think there's a reason why the numbers dipped initially because this got that got blown out of proportion, and you know we're we're living in a clickbait society, so people read that before they even got to see what it was, and then we saw what it was, and we're like, oh, that's it. All right. It's like the slightest kiss. Like it's not even like a whatever it's, if you it's like game different. of thrones you've seen more dudes kissing and wangs yes. and yeah, wangs yeah and, and, and wangs like there's like <laughs> this guy pecks you, him goodbye like it's like all right see you next time Bye. if you like Zack snyder he's shown you way more dicks than you were prepared to see in comic book versions some blue the show, the show spartacus oh, it's a great all. show but there's just dicks out all day like just dicks and just it's just dicks and like there's gay characters there too so you're not only getting dicks, but you're getting like gay, dicks. gay dicks. Gay dicks. <laughs> I don't hear anybody complaining about that. Well, that show's canceled, so it's, it's over. It's over. <laughs> so someone complained. Someone finally clicked on. That's HBO money, though. It's like the first so. episode too. It's just like just dicks everywhere. I'm like, man, <laughs> this cut, this episode made it turn fat. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got me started talking about penises. Well, you know, once we start talking about what I always go back to. Uh, Watchmen and the big blue, so big blue schlong, just because someone had someone had to animate that. That's very true. I like had to do circumference and shading and cell design, thickness. All right, are we? Are we? uh, (laughs) I don't know why I said it like that. Thickness. Thickness. Is there anything else you want to talk about this? Because there's, it's a lot. This movie's a lot. I understand. We we are getting. We are getting a sequel. You expect it to be more fun because they've split. Half of them get kidnapped at the end. Half of them stay at Earth. That's weird. But when they're bringing in, uh, what's his name? Harry Styles. You expect the sequel to be more fun and less sort of like. Oh, especially with Patton Oswalt involved. Sad. So 
something's coming. I just hope they know how to clean up the spots here that are like Adam Warlock's coming, but I don't I don't know when he's gonna debut. But he, he him and Starfox go way back. So or no, him and Pip, sorry. It's funny because all these guys are a thousand years old, so that's a actually pretty good plan. And we're getting to the galactic stuff, which I'm not too versed in, so it'll be a lot of new stuff for me too. This was new. It's all right, better. But we moving on. Moving on to the fourth and final MCU film of 2021. What a way to go out on the year! What a way to end it. Spider-Man: No Way Home. The long-awaited, long-awaited Spider-Man: No Way Home. The first complete trilogy of Spider-Man in his movie history. We've yeah. had. Yeah. trilogies before but have not we had attempted a trilogy once and we had one that could not handle the weight of its own nonsense well, i was gonna say garfield but again we'll get there <laughs> <laughs> all right what's the 20, stats on this 2021 rated pg-13 maybe the fastest two hours and 28 minutes you'll ever watch see here's the, the thing this this is eight minutes shorter than than eternals eight minutes it feels it like feels, it's an hour and change shorter. It's insane. You fly through it, and yeah. Eternals feels longer. Yep. Reprising his directorial celebration. I don't know. I, we got to start giving out flowers like now. John Watts is back. Writers Chris McKenna, Eric Somers, based on characters by Stan Lee. So I like that they included him here. We get... Mm, one of the coolest cast ever assembled. I'm not going to say good looking. Just the fact that the yeah, amount man. of star power we got on this screen is insane. Tom Holland is back as Peter Parker. The lovely Zendaya as MJ. My crush. My new crush. We now know, we now know that's Mary Jones Watson. She doesn't go by Watson. Michelle Jones Watson. Michelle Jones Watson. Thank you for that. Benedict Cumberbatch. Doctor Strange. Jacob Batalon as Ned Leeds, John have John Favreau as Happy Hogan, Jamie Foxx, Max Dillon, Willem Dafoe, Norman Osborn, yep. Alfred Molina as Dr. Otto Octavius, Benjamin Wong as Wong, Tony Rivoli as Flash Thompson, the lovely, lovely Marissa Tomei as May uh, Parker. Oh, uh, she's 57. Lovely. Lovely. And Gory Rice is back as Betty Brandt. Lovely. A little cutie over there. Um, Paula Newsom as the MIT assistant. Hannibal Burris is back as Coach Wilson. J.B. Spool <laughs> is back as Mr. Dell. Um, our where guys, is it? I can't find, our boys. I can't find him. Your our favorite. Star. Martin Martin Starr as Mr. Whitbrook? Something like that. I, don't, I actually don't remember his name. Martin Starr is in it. Martin Starr is always great. J.K. Simmons may be MVP as J. Jonah Jameson. Am I forgetting anyone? Probably. Because this movie had everybody reprising their roles as their original Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield comes back as Peter Parker. Tobey Maguire comes back as Peter Parker. Mr. Harrington. That's a uh, Martin Starr's Mr. Harrington. Did you do Lizard and, and Samurai? I, I didn't. I'm still scrolling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hayden Christian Thompson as the Sandman. Sorry, my bad. Thomas um, Hayden Church sure, there you go. as Flint Marco, Sandman. Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock. We didn't I just like that one. We didn't even talk about that. Well, we'll talk about it. Um, Reese Ifans as Dr. Kurt, Dr. Kurt Connors, the lizard. Um, I'm not talking about police because about Gloria. 
I think we got them all. If we didn't, you'll hopefully tell us in the comments. If not, we'll just watch it again because we're probably going to watch it again. <sighs> this was a movie that should have not worked. It shouldn't have worked. This should have been a clusterfuck based on the cast alone. You know what it wasn't? A clusterfuck. A clusterfuck. God damn. This shit worked. I now, said, God damn. It's not perfect. It has no. its flaws. Sorry. But God damn, does it ever work? God damn. It works. And there's enough shine for everybody. And, and enough levels. Enough swan songs. And thank you for coming out. Thank you for this your is services. A, this, is a, this is a massive swan song on the entire Spider Silver Screen universe. It's it's a nod to the, the Sam Raimi films. It's a nod to the, to the web films. It's a nod to all the villains that have, have come and gone. And equally an origin for the Spider-Man we're going to grow and get and now run with moving forward. This, Which is something that you, you enlightened me to. Like, we were going back and forth like crazily on Friday because we saw this. We had to see it opening day because we're those type of geeks. Yes. Um, <laughs> but you were the first to say like this turned this was equally um a fitting ending for a trilogy as much as it was a beginning for yeah. the origins of the Spider-Man that we all knew and grew up with through the comic. And I had to think about it and then I saw it I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. This is he's the first character ever to have an origin trilogy. Because that's yes. This the way this movie ends. I know we're jumping right to the end, but the way this movie ends changes. We're not. The whole, we're jumping to the beginning. Changes the whole trilogy. Yes. Because the whole the main complaint for everybody, including ourselves, from the first two is that this isn't really Spider Man. He relies so much on Iron Man. He relies so much on you know technology. Nick Fury. Nick Fury. He relies Star so Tech, much on. And this one is like happy. Well, here he is relying on Doctor Strange. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. All that was just that's just his origin. That's why. And that's maybe the largest theme in this is like he's trying to handle so many things and there's only so many things he can handle. And now we get, man, everything kind of, we get the Uncle Ben moment. We get his solitude. We get his um, college begin or his post-secondary, like right. everything. The his decision to keep his here. He, yeah, his decision to keep his friend safe as opposed to like bring him back. Like he chose, they're they're safer off without me. Um, he got to fix, quote unquote, fix these villains as opposed to give them a dire circumstance. He got respect from Doctor Strange, who didn't like he didn't he never didn't respect him. But this level of maturity and understanding the world you now live in is completely different than us going up to space and just like, all right, everyone pick up a, a gun and fire, right? Like this takes a different level of hero to do what you got accomplished here. Because he he went and went, he he went and went the he went against the grain. He could have taken an easy way out, pushed the MacGuffin, everything back to normal. Because half of this movie is him collecting. It was really and, cool. It's this- and then it changes. It's like we don't have to collect. We can we can fix them. We, we talk we a lot. We talk a lot about these movies previous, except for Eternals, were two movies in one. Yeah, Black Widow was two movies in one. Shang Chi was two movies in one. Eternals was just a really really long movie. This one <laughs> is also two movies. Really in, long. This one really is long. also two movies in one, but it it works because the yes. first half is him collecting villains with Doctor Strange, and the second one is kind of like. A disagreement on how to proceed with these villains they just collected and him becoming 
the Spider-Man we know through some trials and tribulations and bad decisions. Right. He made a poor decision trying to. He just, makes several poor decisions. Yeah. And it cost him out May, which I just want to say I called. You did. Now. I, did I, you did, did I call, call on the show or did I call? It? I hope you called on the show because that's amazing because someone's like, yeah, Coke did call it. But you I, I'll definitely give you credit where credit's deserved. You definitely saying oh, it's gonna be May. Like May's gonna. I said, be I, said I said Aunt May's gonna die, and that's gonna be his Uncle Ben moment. And we're gonna, and that's exactly what happened. She, bro, she little did we know, we even got the without power comes with power comes great responsibility. Which I don't know if you were planning as well with your prediction, but that was just a great moment. I wasn't expecting it. My audience cheered a little and gasped. I got, I got a little tear. I got a little yeah. tear. I didn't cry, but I was like, oh god. That was so beautiful. <laughs> My prediction came true of Andrew Garfield crying again, but yeah, again, he cried again. for cried. different reasons. Let's stick to Holland right now because we can go so many different ways. We also we wanted to... remember. Sorry, I just got to no, tell no, this here right now is that we were we said this on the show too. We were like, damn, we kind of wish this was just a Tom Holland movie where he had to fight. It. And the f- first hour and a half is the other Spider-Man don't come into the last hour. Yes, so they, it, they come it, in. They come up to clean up the mess, but he he. Basically took on the Furious Five. Yeah. We don't get six. It's not a censure six. And that's what you and I were talking about as well. He leaves the door open for him to actually fight a legit Sinister Six. And I was like, because they're already kind of laying groundwork, maybe in the Sony universe. But we'll talk about that later down the line when we start projecting things. This, he kind of deals with what his aunt wants for him, which is, you don't have to be the person that just does something and then throw it away. You can be someone who takes that extra care and fixes something and you can fix these people. Cause the way that these villains show up in the MCU, that alone got like hands clapping across the theater, but chills for me and you, we were enjoying that. The way that we got Osborne in, he doesn't come in as a villain so much as much as like a confused person and approaches me as like, I need help. And that changes the whole dynamic of how he's been collecting these villains yeah. from jump. And that's when the movie starts to shift a little, right? We thought we were just gonna get big bads fighting and like, get had to throw them back, but showed a lot of heart, showed a lot of restraint and showed a lot of understanding of who Holland's Peter Parker is gonna be. Yeah. Which was great. Yeah. Great. The uh, the the part for me that I mean, there's so many parts that got me in this, but the first one was the fight on the bridge with Doctor Octopus, and I was like, "So good! This is so cool! <laughs> this is this is great!" And he's just going up; his his arms are going all over the place. He's yeah. climbing underneath the bridge. He's just, I was like, "This throwing cards, jacking people aside, like ripped from comic books, like yeah. literally page yeah. for page." This is how Otto usually shows up. He's like, "I know you, Spider Man." And it doesn't change till he actually sees, oh, you're not my Peter. Yeah. And then we're in for the, a different type of ride. And I, we, I, oh my God, we got what we wanted with, with Willem Dafoe too. They took the helmet off. So we get the facial expressions and it's so good. It's And so they gave good. him the purple hood. The, yeah, the purple and green outfit. Straight from the comic hood. Like, so they paid off and then they let him be him because <laughs> you get amazing duality. Like he steals... Him, Otto, and Fox all steal. Oh my! The tri- that tri- that trio is amazing. So here's I just want to throw this in here because I learned this just today. We talked about how Sandman and Lizard were the least effective villains. Right. And I was like, I don't really, especially Sandman. I was like, this is way. 
those two actors couldn't make it to the set. So a lot of their their um, footage is redone footage from the past movies. They okay. did voiceovers for them, and that's yeah, why Sandman there. was just constantly sand because they couldn't get Thomas Hayden Church on set. They couldn't get oh. Reese fans on set. So they were kind of that's why those two felt a little bit more underdeveloped because they kind of right. they they purposely shifted focus to the other three who yeah. easily stole the show. Yes, because L- Lizard stays in the truck at some point um, yeah. for the final fight, like. Sandman just like starts burying someone in the sand and like turns back and I was like and Sandman's Ooh. motivations are like he just wants to go see home. My, yeah, I just want to see my girl. But like, so but he just follows the rest. Of, like he never goes against the grain. He's always well, whatever they're like, I want to go home, but whatever they're doing, I'll go specifically electro, I'll just do what he's doing. So I was like, he I think he was my least favorite of the five because he just kind of went along with everything. And he's such a great like rogue villain too, for yeah, because he's he's not really a villain, he's kind of he kind of is, he kind of isn't. And then just this power set's just so much fun to, to like it play is. with. Yeah, you can right? do a lot of stuff with it, yeah. Lizard, and I thought, was cool in this. So that you but definitely realize that. Well, I was just going to say, you definitely realize that they're not there fully when you get all of the five um, villains trapped in the wizard's basement. And they're all playing off each other. And they're all getting everyone's... Like, that's the best exposition that you're ever going to get. Because it's not played to you to be like, this is what happened then. This is what happened then. It's all like, oh, I know you. Catching oh, that's what happened yeah. to you. Yeah, like, and it's just like, oh, and then um, MJ and Ned are played as the audience to like keep trying to poke and find out questions about things to keep the conversation going. I loved, I loved all that stuff. Saw them throwing, passing the ball around. I didn't know the dinosaur could talk. <laughs> and even, even, even Peter he's down there. Okay, I didn't even know you could speak. So <laughs> yeah, and they play that up right and like. Even talking about like Flint, it's just like, weren't you like geeky in your universe? Like, yeah, but something changed to when I came here. Yeah, he, he's a little more confident. Like, and Jamie Foxx's character, uh, Max Dillon, keeps reiterating, like, I like being in this universe. Mm-hmm. There's more power here. There's it's more different. things to do. It tastes different. Yeah. To the point that they even put an Iron Man reactor on him, which, is- which gave me like, there's so many things you could do with that, right? Like, if he gets a reactor, like, potentially a suit, I don't know if you're going to make him good or bad, but like, that's just the fun of like them understanding we're pulling the best from everything else and showing how great they are. In our and then universe. when he charges up, you can see the star on his face, the, the so classic good. costume thing. So what, have good. I been, what have I been saying for so long? Electro should be, should just based on his power set should be a way more dangerous villain than what he's given credit for. And this one, he was able to like, they could not stop him. He had to get duped to, to beat him, right? They couldn't get the three of them. The three spiders couldn't even get the, the arc reactor off him. And, and, and a nitpick, yeah, they needed they needed, uh, they needed auto. auto to hop up. And a nitpick was he was shocking the hell out of those motherfuckers. And they were dying. <laughs> and they were there's like, hey, I need help. Like they were they were screaming more about getting uh the tentacles because it caused some tentacles, which I appreciated. <laughs> um <laughs> around their necks. Yeah, the, keep this a tentacle podcast. Um they're more freaking out about getting choked out. But again, a nitpick, right? Like they were just that, and I, I would have loved that f- final fight scene to be another ten minutes. Like I, you could have oh, just kept going, kept yeah. going, like kept going. And like, I also like how they, the, the three of them together, they even recognized, okay, we're not used to fighting in a team. We yeah, they need it. to huddle. We need to huddle. We need to figure out what we're doing here because we're all over the place. And an acknowledgement to the audience of this is the order of Spider Man. It goes Tom Holland one A. Yeah. Then Toby Maguire two, two. Garfield three. Three, three. Yeah, I got it. yeah, yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. I'm the last <laughs> one. And they all they all play their position as that. And that's great, right? Like you get all these little payoffs. 
And what you were saying after is like, because you, if you haven't listened to our other two podcasts about Spider-Man, Garfield and Maguire aren't really our favorite Spider-Mans for different reasons. So you, so I really, we really don't like either of them, but I think you don't like Garfield a little more than I don't. And I don't like Toby a little more than you don't. Correct. That's how it kind of goes. In this film, we end up loving both of them. Let me crap. I couldn't believe it. And they they deserve a little buddy cop of like Spider-Man on bunk beds kind of thing because they're like brotherhood relationship. And they play that up too. Like I always wonder what it'd be like to have brothers and like the fact that they're owning their limitations in their own properties, but really excelling in the fact that like we're not carrying this. We just get to play our position and show the best versions of us for this one last movie. So yeah. good. And then they they filled in backstory for movies that hadn't even happened yet. Yeah. For 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 lifetimes that hadn't even happened yet, so Tobey Tobey Maguire, Peter is still with MJ. They're still doing their thing. He's figured it out, but he still he doesn't tell anybody. Even when even when he shows up in the house, he's like, "Yeah, I'm Peter Parker." He doesn't say yeah. a lick about Spider Man. Keeps it. So Whereas Garfield, close to the when show. he shows up, he mask off. Mask first off. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, look at me, I'm Spider Man. Hands he, on the wall. <laughs> yeah. This is like, good hey, enough. This is good enough. No, no, no. No, no. Yeah, I'm not crawl, crawl, crawl. Yeah. Clean the white cobwebs. I'm sorry. Throws bed at him. Like again, yeah. Zendaya, Zendaya and um, Jacob definitely steal the scenes in terms of comedy for this film. They are some yeah. of the funniest actors in this that we got to see for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But the levity in this movie that could have easily got bogged down with just them trying to pay homage, um, keep the story straight, and have these touchstone moments because. The third act is insane. We talk about this big um, boss battle, big boss battle, but there's a heartful, tearful goodbye for several characters. Did you tear up? I didn't, but I felt I felt ways. I was like, all right. I felt sad. I felt really sad. I was like, because here's the thing. But they he earned it. Yeah. Here's the thing: is that I cared about everybody in this movie, especially the villains. The villains I cared for, the sidekicks I cared for, like I cared for everybody. When the cape I, knew, I cared for, yeah, the no, the cape's awesome. Well, I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew they were gonna go. Like at a certain point in the movie, even before we went into the movie, we kind of knew or assumed it was gonna end with a one more day plotline where everybody forgets Peter. Yep. When that time came, I was like, I don't want her to forget him. Like I was like, I can we be like even like to myself, like can it be everybody but her? Like yes. No, it's gotta be everybody. So that was, I was like, man, I felt the ways when they were like that. Bit, that was a great kiss scene too. I'm not usually going to say that, but it was a fantastic kiss. The sunlight, it was. I was like, oh, and man. to your credit, they're both saying like she. She says I love you to him, and she stops and was like, save it, tell me again, find me again. Like there's this yeah. whole like call to action of like, if you forget me, find me again, right? So it's even more poignant when he has a chance to again, and he decides to. Back. for lack of a better term pull the punch and like he sees that little cut that she got because of him and decides like i'm not i'm not gonna bring them back in this world at least not yet we don't know what's gonna happen but th- i got more choked up at that part because it's like peter making the most peter decision he's yeah, ever made in his trilogy such a peter thing to do yeah like, such a like, parker you can call him a cook if you want you to because you <laughs> she's gonna end up with nat or something like, you idiot or a flash or something, something. or Harry. Brad from the or other movie. Harry. Harry, 
there's so many other combinations, but it's so well deserved. Like we watch them like flirt and kind of feel at each other in the first movie, decide to go for it in the second movie, and then be wrapped up in everybody's life in the third movie. And that's what I was telling you. Like, you're like, when did you when did you get the chills? Like, when did you get when did you sign up for this movie? And I was like, that intro scene was so frantic and so well done and so amazing spider-man for me or spectacular spider-man that i was in like yeah. from the first web swing i loved it mystery was right with the <laughs> so, so, so the okay, and we even talk about matt murdoch who's before, back on hold the on scene. hold on hold on before we get off of the sidekick or and the love interest before we get off and i just want to say the evolution of mj's character for all three movies has been incredible she went from like just that dark like weird kind of to the second one where the Emotions start to come out of her shell well, to no, now but full still, blown but, girlfriend, but still very smart and still figuring out things. She and never then, loses who she is, oh. but her evolution she evolves throughout the movies more than probably any other character. I think I was gonna say, like, arguably, she does it better than any character, yeah. yeah. I think so, and better than yep. Ned, too. Well, the, Ned she, doesn't really, Ned really doesn't have an arc, not really. He, he's happy being the guy in the chair, and then the one joke of like, I will never kill you, Peter, I will never, yeah, I'll never, <laughs> it's like. Okay. Okay. He wasn't there for that conversation. There's a lot of those fun little trade-offs. Yeah. But then he forgets. So that opens up the door again. I'm like, well, maybe you could. He forgot that Good. promise, right? Good. Well, that um, leads as a hobgoblin, right? So, but anyways, okay. So that was that. Going, yeah. Going back to your say. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that her, Zendaya, her, her evolution through the three movies was the best out of the, I think the whole cast. She was just fantastic. How she, she changed she so much. And it was such, believable. She has such a softness in this one where mm. she knows Knowing his secret brings him brings them closer together, but like she doesn't know how to navigate this world other than support. But he she wants the best for him, even knowing it's going to be the detriment for her, mm-hmm. and it's the vice versa for Pete. Like Pete just wants to be a teenager, but is so relieved that she knows like this is the best secret that she can find out. But the fact that she knows the secret, she's constantly in danger, like yeah. constantly. And like you love you love that they don't have to express it so hard like you you pick it up you get it you, you, you get followed it, it and you yeah. you feel it ten- there's tense moments in my favorite tense moment was in a happy's apartment right like you feel those moments i like and i like how throughout the whole movie up until a certain point he's going it's not my, not my problem not my responsibility let's get these guys back not my yep. problem not my problem up until the uncle ben moment or Aunt May moment it's like great power comes great responsibility i got chills i was like Oh, I knew it was coming, and I still was like, and I, and, I, and you didn't want it to be this way, but how else could it be? And they were crying, and I was like, I believe in it. And then Happy was a trooper. He's just like, all right. Well, he, and that he was shows such a great up, scene. He shows up, like Peter, go, you, you run, run, like he, yeah, he cuts him off. He's just like, run, you gotta get out of here. It's not gonna work out. But how great of a scene was that for Marissa Tomei, who's just like, I just need to rest. Yeah, she I just need to rest. Yeah. And I was like, no. And then he reaches back, he gets the blood. He's like, she's gonna be fine. It's like, yeah. no, I just, I just need to rest. It's gonna be okay, and it's like, oh, that was a, that was a, that no. was a good death scene, <laughs> very strong scene. And again, yeah. I'm against my Spider-Man crying, but they ha- they cry a lot in this one. But typically, Holland is the one that's most deserved for reason. This is the time I was like, I appreciate, it. I get it. You you get to cry here. You get to cry here. And that leaves one really tense and heartfelt moment to go to another one where they finally assemble the three Spider-Mans for the first time. And you get them sharing stories and how, yeah. like, Peter's just like, I don't want to be part of this world now. Like, I'm going to, like, like you're saying, I'm going to send them back. But they're all talking about, like, this sacrifice is the reason that you become 
the Spider-Man that you're going to become. Yeah. And that conversation is needed, even though we didn't think it was needed. Yeah. And they both have, it's cool how they both lost somebody different. So you could be, I'm sure there are people that are really mad that Uncle Ben doesn't even exist in the MCU. But the per thing se, is we don't, he, yeah, we don't know yet. He was, although he had the, the uncle, I think he had Ben this, Parker the, on his on luggage the in the second yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, I'm sure there's some nerds out there going, where's Uncle Ben? He doesn't exist. But whatever, I don't care. So the, the point is, is you got Andrew Garfield, who's kind of the angry Spider-Man, the angry mm-hmm. Peter. He was the angry Peter and he kind of over, he overcame that and he regrets being that way. And then you mm-hmm. get Tom McGuire, Peter Parker, who's the sad, nerdy Spider-Man where he had his moment and he can, he learned to be strong through loving himself and, and love from MJ and stuff. So they both bring out different experiences that they share with Tom Holland, Spider-Man, but it's. So he avoids the same. Yes. Avoid the same pitfalls. But it's the same thing. It's like, listen, man, we got through it. We regret the way we did it. So we're here to tell you that you, you don't have to do it this way. Yeah. Don't do it that we're way. with you. And they both get their redemptive arcs in yes. this story. Because Garfield gets to say MJ, which he didn't get to do for Gwen. Which is amazing. Did we did we almost call that too? I can't remember if we did or not. But well, we get in the trailer, we see her falling, and we're like, oh, we oh get, like we, Garfield's gonna catch her. We didn't say that. We said we're gonna get that scene again. Mm. But it's, it's gonna we we knew we weren't gonna lose MJ. I think that's yeah. when you said we're definitely gonna lose May, though. And it's like, ah, and that's oh, when that's I started right. thinking about that. Um, and then we get Toby not impaling Goblin, he saves Goblin from an impaling. He saves Gollum and then Garfield saves. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Yeah. And that's that's the redemptive story. So like you hope that these villains have another chance on life when they go back to the world. We don't know. At this point, it doesn't really matter. It's really about the Spider-Mans getting to full circle, fix their timelines on how they dealt with situations earlier. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, um, Norman is something of a scientist himself. The- so. <laughs> that was the. I was saving that too. The first thing I messaged you too because we sat there at some like similar times. I I rolled. There's I like went, six people. Yeah, there's six people by like. I went off. Six, Sixty like people just laughing. It's like yes, like we got the meme. Right? The meme, so. the most thing that we talked about in the last in the the first yeah. Spider-Man episode. I'm something of a scientist myself. I was like, I love you. Whoever wrote that, that's such a throwaway line, and I fucking love you for. But that. you know who I love even more? The person that actually had him do science. Yes. In this movie, yes, he because there's science. so much science in this movie. He science some stuff filled with science. Yeah, there's like six scientists on the screen, and it's amazing that they actually do what they said they could do. And Otto walking around like, "Where's where's my son? <laughs> where's my where's my machine?" Yeah, I love I love all this stuff. This was more funnier than I thought it was going to be. Being the third act, I thought third act in terms of the third bit more trilogy. Serious. I thought it was going to be serious. I, we knew we were going to get those touch tone moments, bringing back and taking away characters. But they managed to squeeze in as much comedy as possible. I'm going to thank Jamie Foxx for a lot of that. The Black Spider-Man line was great. Another, uh, another, another <laughs> nod to Miles. But he's like, he's, what does he say? He's like, i got to be honest with you. You're from Queens. The suit. I can't remember. He says some other things. He's like, I thought you were black. <laughs> <laughs> that and when he's figuring out the... Him and Sandman are talking about their origin stories. Like, I fell into eels. It's like, yeah, man, I fell into yeah. the reactor. He's like, yeah, man, don't, don't, we shouldn't fall. No, 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 The no, 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 no
control. He wasn't so Stanley Ipkiss in this. It was it was well. Wonderful. He played JB Fox he as Jamie Max Fox. Dillon. And he's yeah. Like, yeah, I got a hold, and I just love. But him. it worked. It worked. That's why if there's anyone I want back, it might be JB Fox. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you if you bring me out this holy trinity, I'm not gonna complain. But, but we, okay, so we 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 actually left the villains before we finished with them. So we got Sandman. I just want to talk about. I love you know me. Villain, sure. I love villain motivation. Sandman just wants to go home to his daughter. Yep. Okay, not interesting because he because he wasn't really that is interesting, but he wasn't fighting for that. He was just kind of going along with everything. It wasn't like guys, let's listen. He was just kind of like, all right, let's just do whatever they're doing. And they all start to make fun of each other's motivations too, because when they yeah. get to lizard, it's like, yes, I want to turn you all to lizard people. Yeah. And they're like, why? Because he's so he. <laughs> <laughs> lizards like could give you a makeover i was like okay. <laughs> it's like as a lizard he's like yes <laughs> he, just, he, just wants, he just wants to yeah. <laughs> so i'm waiting for that because they always gave him close-ups it's like yeah. yes <laughs> right like i like that they turned it up like they made the best out of a bad situation he's just, have super, here. So like, he's just super creepy he's like lizards yes <laughs> it's like you used to be a genius he's like he's an actual scientist that didn't get to do as much science but he just yeah, wants to like we, we know why quote-unquote breed that's yeah. like spread his lizards everywhere lizards right Liz- so, <laughs> so his motivations so, are his motivations are pretty like low but what i will say about them is that they were really fun to watch they were really fun to watch fight like yes. lizard fighting is really because he's just savage he's just like he's the only one that's like a in your face yeah he's feral he's close to close yeah, hand, hand, hand. Yep. and they got him back into the school yeah right like he yeah. did, he he has a, a short fight on the statue of liberty but his money is when they get him into the science lab and then it was kind of like jurassic park in. it's so good it's very jurassic right. park right so Which those, they were so paying we, off with the dinosaur talking right yeah so, so, those, so many payoffs more payoffs than so there's, there's yeah. those ones and then there's the jamie fox one where he's He's kind of confused. Naked? He's he was uh he was gonna look at you know stand at me being a naked man. Yeah, he was kind of a drug addict. He was like he was like an addict in this. It was because he had the he had this taste for new energy in this new universe, and it made him different. It absorbed mm-hmm. in his body different, so it, his form was different. He wasn't that yep. stupid blue glowing thing. He was yep. Jamie Fox with electric powers. He start he starts that way, and they they quickly give him a body, and he's just like, I got a body yeah. again. Yep. He's yep. like, oh, and then they note it too. He's like, oh, I got a body. And he's just addicted to this thing. He wants, so he's going along because he kind of, he wants to be fixed, but he kind of doesn't. And he's looking for any excuse not to be. Not to, yes. So once Goblin kind of gives him that one little push, he's like, all right, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want this. Yep. Nope. Yep, you're right. And I love that they gave him, like that, that scene is so underrated. And I hope it gets more um, like press and attention because when, Spider-Man and May bring the five guys, well, four technically, to Happy's apartment. You get everything you need, so jam-packed and so like minimalistly. But like the actors play it so well because oh, so fun. Yeah. Jamie's literally has a dial on his chest and it's counting down until he can't go back. Right, and with every tick, you see him start to like think about like, is this right? Like, this, I don't really this, like, this like, feels weird. Right? Yeah, just give me a re- and then. The moment that, and then in the back room you have um, Osborne doing science and creating um, the chip that's going to save Otto Octavius. Otto. Yeah, him, 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 and uh, Peter team up against or team up for that to get that chip in Otto's because they're the first. He's the first one they fix, and they actually do fix him, and he becomes and then, a hero. And and then you get Peter and Otto to start doing more science to help save everybody else. 
which is great. And we undercut how Tony's tech helps basically neuralize Otto for half of the movie, which turns him into a funner character. Like he's not reliant on these. You actually have to listen to him and you get that fun line of like May being like, do you want fresh water or do you want salt water? You know, because you're an octopus. octopus. That was funny. (laughs) So I laughed so hard. Like that was the best dad joke. But then you get you get um, Green Goblin coming back into the living room and slowly start to change. And then Peter comes in and he senses something's wrong. Meanwhile, on the street, you get J. Jonah Jameson, who we haven't talked about yet, but we will. Rallying cops because we know something's happening. But you 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 visibly see what is, is Peter Tingle is doing because the scope of the, the camera changes, the pacing of it, and it's like stressed and distressed. And he's looking around, he's trying to figure out where it's going to come from. Like, what is it? And everyone's reacting to him. So when the change happens, it's like a whole other movie now. Yeah. And it's so good. It's do you, what, so did you, what did you think it was? So there was two things about to my mind. I was like, I thought maybe Lizard was coming up. But then I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. So what I actually thought was I thought that Jay Jonah was going to come up. And then as soon as Osborne saw Jay Jonah, it was going to trigger it. something. Right. So I was, I was waiting for Jonah to come through. But Osborne triggered on his own. So because <laughs> you could hear you could hear the cops. It was great sound design because you could hear the cops in the background and they're coming louder. And I was like, all right. And he keeps looking out the window and you yeah. see Norman in the foreground. And they had done such a great job with us thinking like, OK, no, like he at a certain point in the movie, he punches his mask. like I don't want to do this anymore. I'm trying to be good. And you yeah. don't even view him as a villain anymore because they weren't treating him that way. And then the switch. Yeah. And then that's it. It's just chaos. And that those are some of the best battle scenes too. When it's him in the and, apartment, I love it. Oh in the my gosh. Yo, him and so him and good. him and goblin fighting in a in a hallway. And then he like power bombs him through all these floors. Oh, and then he, he gets so, up and lizard's right so, there. And it's like so what, good. What, like, how are you gonna fight these guys? And he gets so good fucked up. Like, and then what? and that 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 was our like quote unquote sinister six battle because like spider-man didn't win that he got his ass whooped he lost a lot he's like how do i how do i come back from that we didn't think we were gonna get that we thought we were just gonna go to the end and be like all right cool they gotta stay we got he fights them all twice and he gets i like how when he had he had some some three times right i like when he had goblin down and he was just filling him and he's looking at him he's 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 doing his joker thing except give give it to me more he's doing his goblin thing and you see and you see like Spider-Man's going, what the f-? Like he actually starts. Who is this like, guy? Yeah. What is going on? And he just that's when he lifts him up and just I was, oh man, Defoe is so good. So this. good. And his clothes start to tatter, his yeah. hoodie rips, and now he's- his glider, his glider shows up. And then you get that moment where he's like, I'm gonna toss it. I'm gonna, and he tosses the bomb. And Spider-Man's that close to still like saving he it. Got, he misses it. Well, he bats it back, but not yeah. far enough. And and he can handle debris because we've seen in other movies. Peter can always handle debris, but, but maybe the collateral damage. Oh man, it was so good. It was so yeah. good. It was so good. It was so good. The amount of tenseness I haven't I haven't gotten in the other two Spider-Mans. Even at the end of uh Far From Home, you get you get a little more with because it's ramping up and his identity gets revealed. But this one and this one doesn't waste any time with an like you you it's on the tail of everyone finding out. It's the moment after it, it's the it's, moment. It's, it's literally crazy. a yeah. back and forth, and he's just in it. It's so good, and the yeah. pace doesn't slow. The only time the pace slows is when he has to go talk to Strange, and that's a necessary like, take a deep breath. This is a different type of world you're going to see, and we're setting up stuff here too. So like, 
all the Doctor Strange stuff was such a great launch pad for and I think what's coming down the line. This is a this is a big this is an obvious thing, but I know it's one that you want to punch on. We haven't talked about. He beats Strange with geometry. Yes, math. Just math. He out maths. A wizard. <laughs> math. And he does it in his head and does it real yeah. fast. Yeah. He circles out, steals the ring. Ned becomes a wizard. I mean, uh, that was a little stuff. that was a little weird. Ned being the wizard. That was. If I'm but gonna that, nitpick about certain things, that I thought that was weird. That's thought, the and that's the only way that they end up pulling in the Spidermans, which yeah, turns it, into a funnier moment as opposed to like so, this makes sense to the plot. Yeah, so it accelerates things. A little weird though. Um a little cheap, but the uh I'm so was the, like so the was black the suit didn't come back either. Yeah, like so was the science night where they just science say their cures. Oh, in all the, the guys in one in line. the high school, like yeah. the high school had enough technical equipment to stop five of the most deadliest villains yeah when in previous movies you needed oscorp tech in order to like well, even four of the deadliest because audio auto was already taken care of but yeah it's i stand still, corrected yes it's still it's like they just shifted up in maybe an hour in no two. time but uh, we'll play up the fact that these are like top shelf geniuses and they're all working together and again yeah ned and mj are also they're not just serviceable they're, that's right they're they, engineers they're, in their genius. Right. They're, they're all trying to get into mit which yeah. is another like plot line that isn't lost and something that's not overly done it's just remember these guys can hold their weight with peter at yeah. any moment yeah and they get to and it's so good like the the whole scooby-doo team line right yeah like, there's a magic word you can use here will you please get the scooby-doo please scooby-doo this shit so good so good the one of my favorite scenes at is um one probably my favorite is just the three spider-men all together just kind of shooting the breeze they're waiting for the villains to come to the um statue of liberty right was that before or after the spider-man poses because they do the signature poses when they land that was i don't remember i think they land and then they go walk yeah. to like do the because the it like, would start everyone start... shoot for that when they're all in their specific oh no that was that was before that was during the fight they did that just the beginning of the fight. So this is before okay. the fight. They're waiting okay, for the villains to come. And Toby goes, oh, my, my back. <laughs> he goes, okay, let me just help crack your back. right?" And then they start talking about like, oh, I once, their lives, yeah. I once fought like, what's the weirdest villains you fought? I once fought an alien that was kind of a black goo. Oh, I fought an alien too. In, and Toby Spider-Man is so like, polite. He's like, oh, yeah. well, you're calling yourself lame, but you're in space, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Garfield calls himself the worst, and he's like, "You fought a rhino in a tech suit." It's like, yeah. yeah. It's like they're they're all in awe of each other. Yeah, and they all understand like they're Peter, so like they would have that crutch of like, "Oh, I have I'm so insecure," but they needed that other version of themselves to be like. And they talk Don't about be. Yeah. Toby's webs. Like, so good. Well, it just comes out of you. Yeah, does, and, and he's, he's all, like nervous else? and shy. He's like he doesn't want to talk. I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Like myself, right? It, it just, just sort of forms, right? It's like breathing. It's like, d- does it happen at, at other places? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he's he like, goes, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, for me, harkens back to like homecoming, where Ned had a million and one questions for Peter. Yeah, and that's the like. Imagine another Spider-Man getting to ask a Spider-Man, like, did you go through these things too? Because like, like who, who deals with this, right? I even love how the slow payoff of in the beginning of the movie, someone throws green paint on him. And throughout the yeah. movie, he's steadily trying to clean the suit, clean the suit, clean the suit, and he can't get it off. Like, you can't remove that stain. You have to move on. Yeah. And the big payoff is he moves on by making a new suit, right? Yeah. 
he loses yeah. all those amazing suits. Yeah, all gone. And then again. he makes his, and then the the one at the very ending is like that shiny blue. I was like, oh, and it's at heart, Classic. it's it's a callback to the other two Spider-Man suits because it's the same color scheme where his originally wasn't. Just Chef's kiss, man. So the one thing that kind of makes me a little nervous is that they've rebooted they essentially rebooted him in his own movie right everybody forgets who he is he's living on his own now everyone including happy everybody yeah they all nice too, so in me. that sense it's they just they don't forget him they just forget that he peter is, is peter Parker. yeah so everything they've ever because he's there's been a lot of there's a lot of times where he's interacted with the avengers and stuff with his mask off so i'm assuming they're just gonna that face is blurred now it's just they assume his mask was on, right? That makes sense. What you're saying does, but it doesn't make sense to his relationship to Ned and MJ because if they forget that Peter is Spider-Man, fine, but they shouldn't forget that Peter's their friend. So it's a weird spell. That's true. Yeah, see, that's very true. They they were friends before he became. Well, we don't really know because we don't know when he got bit. See, they like, shouldn't. I don't think they should have forgot Peter. I think they should have just forgot the connection between Peter and Spider Man. I think that would have been a little cleaner. You wouldn't have this. It wouldn't be the same touch tone of like I'm gonna leave them to their own thing. Yeah, right? they'd true. still be like right. he'd still want to like they would know him as like a kid at school, which they don't. It's we can sit here all night and ask like talk about this because it's true. Like it's because there's so many moments where the Avengers. He's had his mask off with the Avengers. He's been over. Like it's just gonna blow my brain out i'm just gonna i guess they want you to write it off as it's convenient magic sure so but so anyways what i was trying to say before i got into that tangent was the only thing that worries me a little bit about rebooting him in his own movie is they've left it so wide open there's a chance that like sony takes it back and just picks up from where I left off, right? And that's that's possible. It's very possible. But I don't know what kind of deal they've worked out. Apparently, uh, there was sayings that Tom Holland's going to sign up for another three within the MCU. Don't know when that's going to start. And then when he's Tom Holland's talking in the media now about how he wants to start a family and all this stuff, and it's kind of like, Jeez. well, that's fair, but you, it doesn't this, take as much just, work for you to start a family, by the way, too. Like you don't. No, it doesn't. But is this just can, your way of trying to like leave, but... get a nicer contract, or Hopefully. it, it could just paid. be that, right? Because you can't just—I guess you could. I was going to say you can't just write out Ned and MJ, but you, you could, right? You could recast. The problem is they—not the problem. The thing is they can go anywhere now. Because even Vulture and all them—they all forget who he is. Like that's so that's unwarranted now. Like, but Vulture and Morbius are making a connection because they keep yeah. playing that up in. Uh, the Morbius trailer, yeah. and we assume that they are still assembling a six. We don't know what the six is going to be, no. but they're going to be six. Well, characters Scorpion will be there, shocker, I guess. But what's also and, sorry, uh, we'll say, say your favorite man, come on, Craven. Oh, Craven, He's getting yeah. his own movie, so yeah. But it's Taylor, they're, they're putting pieces on the map, and I think it's smart to at least have a fresh Peter walking into these pieces, if only for the cheat code. Like, it solves all the cheat code stuff. I, I don't know what you're gonna do with the friends. But he doesn't have the connection to Iron Man. He doesn't have a connection no, to Scott technology. I didn't see him take the glasses with him. So I don't know if he's still holding on to those proprietary, What's... Uh, proprietary um, uh, Edith. So this must, have, this must not have been the main plan, though. Because I know originally yeah. this was supposed to be a Craven movie. And they, I guess they changed it maybe at the 11th hour. 
and like you know let's just reboot the whole thing let's it do one let's, from, let's one more day it i mean i don't want to talk about it yet but it could be from the popularity of venom because now venom goo is in his universe yeah and that again that leaves it open for a lot of characters not necessarily him to come in contact with I'm, the symbiote i'm very glad that tom hardy didn't stay though that the eddie brock version i didn't like Remember we but talked I, about we didn't want him mixing with... Yeah, no. I'm so glad that he was just don't there and then not. I was like, okay, good. I don't want don't him mixing. Don't touch it. But that doesn't stop the Venom franchise from continuing. Which No, is. that's going to keep going. And then they have the, the little bit of symbiote there. So he's obviously going to get the black suit at some point. Can we assume that at least Matt Murdock knows something about Matt Murdock, Peter? right. We haven't talked about Matt Murdock. I think that he'll find cool. a way... It, but I think he'll find a way into Hell's Kitchen before he finds a way back to, like, Ned. Oh, probably, yeah. yeah. Right, like... I, th- I think them closing the door on these past characters opens it up for the real fun team-ups that we used to get in the 60s, like Human Torch, mm-hmm. which should be coming into this universe fairly soon. You just reminded me. With Who X-Men, you th- which should be coming into this universe fairly soon. This movie, to me, made it crystal clear who bought the Avengers Tower. Oh, uh, Reed. Baxter yep. Building. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's the setup. The only it, thing that I, it's not Oswald, right? It may have been Oscar, but since there's no Oscar in this universe, it's Baxter building, man. And that leaves it open too, right? Like, I, I enjoy the fact that, like, um, uh, what's his name? What's his first name? Os- Osborne. Oh, Norman. Norman. Norman walks into this world and is like, I went home and it's, it's not my home. There's no yeah. Oscar here. I don't, I don't know what to rely on. And as, like, longtime Spider-Man fans, we don't know how to do or react with this central building and this central character that is, as we've determined, his greatest foe, right? So they can kind of rebuild what that is or not even include it at all. And yeah. I think they've done enough justice to this point that fans now don't even care if it doesn't come. Yeah. But one of my things was like, this is the best time to reintroduce a Harry Osborne. Whether that, what that looks like, we don't know, but if he's going to college, this is the natural progression to actually get in who his best friend could be. And I do like how, I do like how they, they kind of knocked off the villains all in, in, in time. So Otto, they took off the board early because yep. he's, he's up Arms. there. Right? Yep. And then the, the other three, the electro Sandman and lizard, bang, bang, bang. They had come off the board and the one that's left, they turn is also the one that kills may and green goblin and, Accurate to our uh, Spider-Man Rose Gallery rankings back in episode what, 27. Yeah. Okay. We, were, we were right. Yeah, he's, he's we were right. Worst. He's the ultimate nemesis. More yeah. so than Ock and Venom. Those are the two runner-ups, right? And Goblin. But leaves, it, but leaves it widely open for him to like go have fun with his lower tier Rose yes. Gallery and start to build up a new kind of ranking of who's really running the show now. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Um, something that I don't know if you noticed, but it was glaring to me only because I didn't know how to figure it out when Dr. Strange is doing his final cheat code and solving the world, you see, um, the universe start to split Yeah, and certain figures start to step forward. And I tried in the brief seconds to try and pick out who I thought was coming forward. Cause I thought that would be amazing sort of Easter egg if they actually knew like, this is Galactus over here. Or this is a Silver Surfer. So, like, did you notice that? Did you see characters out there? There was a guy with a spear. I thought it had 
a craven look to him because he had the okay. fur up like this. It, it, that's okay. what it looked like. Right. That's the only one I can make. I know there was some constellation stuff. They, they had like a scorpion and a. Yeah. Uh, well, it, couldn't, it couldn't be God Butcher with the spear? Doesn't he have like a big scythe? Yeah, yeah, he's got a big halberd. Yeah. Okay. He's got a. Maybe he, he's, he's leaner. He's yeah. leaner though. He's leaner though, and he wouldn't and, know anything about Peter. Like, yeah, these are, yeah, he's, these are, he's already these established. Are, yeah. These are characters. The, the ones that were coming through weren't just anybody. They were people that knew Peter Parker was Spider Man. Okay, that was the whole crux, right? Which is weird for Eddie Brock to be included in this because he has no idea who Spider Man is. Uh I take that back. His his Easter egg was them watching TV and seeing Tom Holland. Are you ready for this? As Spider Man. Are you ready for this? I am ready. He did know who Spider-Man was because the symbiotes are a hive mind. So technically, if all these universes are together, that means the symbiote from Spider-Man, Raimi's Spider-Man 3, mm-hmm. shares knowledge with the, the symbiote that's on Eddie Brock now. Because it's a hive mind, so they all share it. That's why he reacted to TV the way he did in the end. Are you confirming that Topher Grace is reprising his role as Eddie Brock in Spider-Man 4? No comment. I accept that. No comment. But there's a, it's a hive mind, right? They're they're an alien species that are kind of that they like that brain exist, and that exist across different universes. Give me brains and yeah. chocolate. Chocolate. So he knew who Spider-Man was just because of the fact that Topher Grace's Venom knew him. How much do you love J.K. Simmons? A lot. I love that, like he got more of the studio, and, and, and he, didn't have, he didn't have to do much. He's just he's he just and he's a web guy, but he just stirs the pot constantly. Yeah, and even him reverting to not knowing who Spider Man was was amazing because like we have to find out who this menace is. Yeah, he's not revealing himself. This vigilante I was like, that's the J Jonah we all there know. There he is, about, yeah. right? <laughs> more of that. So if, the, if there's one dude that you do re- bring back, it's him because he's fully in his role now. I also like that they gave Betty Brant uh, the Go Get Him Tiger line. So or should I say spider? Yeah, that was good. Things about it. We, we, we didn't get enough teachers, but that's fine. No, I mean, Mr. Just... Harrington set up a shrine. Um, well, the students did. <laughs> and yeah. coach, coach, <laughs> no, he coaches with uh, Mephesto, uh, not Mephesto, Mysterio. I love which that. I hope, which I hope stays. I hope that's an ongoing, that's... like, I'm, I'm still with Mysterio. I love that there's Mephesto. been, ever since WandaVision now, there's still no Mephisto. So fuck all you guys with your Mephisto predictions. They just did well, one got, more day without Mephisto. Suck. Listen, we, we, we're getting the Doctor Strange. We got the Doctor Strange trailer, so he could be in that. Because Shumagorf is in it. So. What do you think of that? What do you think? Yeah, Shumagorf is. Shumagorf. What do you think of that got, trailer? I got tentacles. That's the, that's the end credit scene is the trailer for Multiverse of Madness. I got, I got um, tentacles. I got lovely, lovely Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, so lovely. Looking like a snack. She's looking lovelier every outfit. time. And then I got we got Baron in with dreads. He looks yes. great. I was like, that I is. Like, a, I meant to tell you that. He looks, I was like, I was yes, like oh, back. I like that look for Mordo. He looks really good. And then we got the what if payoff of like the only thing that can stop you is you. And it's and Dark Doctor Strange. Dark Doctor. Also, I I believe there was some sort of rumor or confirmation that Captain Carter will be in that movie too. So there'll be some what if pull-ins in there. That's, that's exciting shit, man. Hopefully, you get a zombie. I want some zombie head. Zombies. Anything else you want to say about Spider-Man? Um, no, no, I think we, we basically just went over the whole movie. <laughs> uh, full claps. And then, again, we'll probably talk about this for another 30 minutes after air, air closes because we're like, oh, do you remember this scene? Yeah. 
it was such a rewarding experience in the theaters and got us back to the theaters. Um, and I think we're going to find a way to get back to theaters again. Rank these four phase, phase four movies because we got four. They all went through families, surprisingly. Yeah, they're all fa- they're all deeply rooted in family ties. All which them. is a which is great because I think the TV shows kind of do the same thing, not all yep. to the same extent, but it's all about let's go back home. Yeah, let's let's repurpose this. Number one, No Way Home. Okay. Number two, Legend of the Ten Rings. Okay. Number three, Eternals. Number four, Black Widow. Damn you. That's same how I list. it's the same list, isn't it? Same list. <laughs> it's a battle with Eternals and Black Widow, but it's the difference is one is ambitiously trying something and one is defaulting and didn't try what they had in their in their pocket. And it's it's the only one out of the four that doesn't feel like a full movie. It feels like a side piece. Yep. To me, the other three feel like actual movies, like you said, and like and Eternals is ambitious as hell. So I right. give them kudos for doing something very different because it's kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy, when that first one came out, it was way different than anything Marvel had already done. Yes. It didn't even feel like a Marvel film. It felt like a, and as the Eternals doesn't feel like a Marvel film. It's so it's the same sort of experiment. And look what happened to Guardians. Eternals, I don't think is, is quite as endearing or as attractive as Guardians was. Uh, it's it's lacking a bit of the warmth that Guardians had mm-hmm. that attracts you, but it's it's still it's different. Uh, hats off for trying something different. Yeah, you always get points for that, and visually stunning. Yeah, and yeah, it's and, not, and it's not bad. I don't think it's a bad it's a, movie. It's a no, lot. There's though. It's a lot. There's to take good in there. And again, release the Snyder cut because that's the thing kids say these days. So we can get a Snyder cut of it. Oh, maybe it's, like a five. Maybe it's. Movie, yeah. yeah, no, but imagine seeing that in like three parts, and it's actually like okay, like they spent time doing everything they need to do. Um, so technically, these movies gave us two spaces and two street with like street level heroes and two space level hero movies. Yeah. Although there's some crossover because some heroes go to space and street. Where do you think MCU is going next with who they're introducing, what we have on the landscape, who's gone, and now who's starting? Do you know what's next? Multiverse of Madness is next, right? Yep, and then Thor. Oh, so they're going pure galactic and stuff. Okay. They're going up. Is there, up no, is there no other grounded movies? Maybe that's why they're giving Spider-Man such a big break. Not on this side. We're so, getting more grounded on the Sony side. Yeah, so it's M- Morbius is coming, but that's a different universe, kind of. Morbius is different, but again, that's where we saw Vulture. Okay, so we got Thor Love. Oh no, so the next one is yeah, Doctor Strange is May, then Thor Love and Thunder is July. Mm-hmm. So you got dimension hopping with galactic stuff. And space, space, final frontier. November 2022 is uh, Wakanda forever. Right. That's next year? Wow. It's already next year. Well, it's the end of the year, buddy. Yeah, but I didn't even realize that they had... 2022. Should be... We were were looking at this stuff at 2020. That should be filming soon. Well, MCU released kind of a... Across the board, we're pushing back a few of our films based on... Yeah, but still, that's... They got to get on that. But Black Panther is essentially their street team because that takes place in basically Wakanda, so they can kind of keep that isolated. So they have they have three next year and four in 2023. 2023 is their make or break because that's, that that's Fantastic Four. That is... Oh, Fantastic Four is, it still doesn't have a date, though. So it may I, not be. I Okay, my bad then. I assume 
by that time. So they're either filming something or dropping those guys in something. 2023 is the Marvels in February, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 in May, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania in July. Okay. And then an untitled Marvel film in November. And then... That could be Blade. That could be Fantastic Four. That Fantastic could be Four X-Men. is really separate than that. Fantastic Four just does TBA. That could I be Incredible be... Hulk. So Incredible Hulk's not Professor Hulk anymore? I guess not. All right. That could be... Oh, the Marvels. That's but it looks is like that, so. Isn't Nancy, that next year? Tansy, no, Marvels is twenty twenty three. Okay. Next year is Doctor Strange, Thor, and Black Panther. Okay. So three. Sequels. That's a strong year. Three sequels, yeah, or three, yeah, sequels. Three sequels. Second, a fourth, and a second. Oh, I can't wait to see God Butcher. So that looks like to me is that they're not going to be grounded at all next year. Not at all. In their movies. In their movies, yeah. The shows. No. Something different, but the the movies, Strange is gonna be all over the place. Thor is gonna be up in space, and Black Panther, imagine it'll be pretty contained within Wakanda perimeters. But you know, are, are, are we giving Wong and Strange the MVP for this movie run because they appear the most? Yeah, because they appear. The place. I think Wong himself, the Sorcerer Supreme, Sorcerer Supreme, which is awesome. He got yeah. the job after a five year blip. Yeah, it's too bad nobody cares.